0: Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Late Night Show. This time live, sort of, from Origins Game Fair, Columbus, Ohio, 2022. I am joined by Mr. Aaron Smith, as always. Hello. Hello, hello. But we have a uh, extra third guest today, and that is Mr. Tim Carpenter himself. How's it going, everybody? It's going really
1: well. We uh, just, just to get ahead of the uh, uh, conspiracy, we did, in fact, fire Bob. Correct. He yes. is no longer on the show. That is correct. He is. That's right.
0: Uh, in actuality, Bob's coming in later tonight with his family. Uh, so we're hopefully going to get uh, some time with him as well. But uh, we, we were here early for the first day and uh, we thought we'd uh, we'd fire up the old podcast and, you know, kind of you know, grease the wheel a little bit. It's uh, It's been a while and we want to get a bunch of stuff in here while we're in here. So we are currently sitting in uh, the middle of the open board game area. So, you know, you can maybe hear a little bit of the ambiance of the con in the background. Uh, So hopefully that's not uh, too distracting. But, you know, we are here at the Origins. So Mm -hmm. So for starters, before we start off, uh, how long has it been since uh,
2: you've been to Origins? This is my first Origins, actually. This is your first Origins? This is my first Origins. I have never been to Origins. Oh, wow. I've only ever gone to Gen Cons and one otaku anime con in boston massachusetts interesting so you
0: only have been to or uh, gen con yep H- How does it, it compare for you
2: you know it, it feels pretty much the same just a little bit smaller you know i sure. see a lot of the same faces company wise of course not yeah. actual people i don't <laughs> right. know that many people but right, right right uh but yeah no it's really nice i like the board game area um you know aaron and i were talking a little earlier and it's I, now that I've been here a bit, I agree. I like it's a bit of a calmer vibe when you're walking the exhibit hall. It's not, you know, basically walking in single file back in grade school until you get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, Gen Con <laughs> used to be a lot more, you know, breathable and usable, but it, it did get really bad there. And I, I wonder if in a, in a post-COVID world, if that will be a little bit more normal. Yeah. I mean, it still sold out this year. I don't know. I mean, but I think they sold less tickets, so... Mm, yeah you know. they had less available I think they had less available and they're still doing the online gen con but we just don't know you know what what it's going to be like again Tim and I have uh, have badges for gen con but no hotel rooms so <laughs> yeah. I, I don't <laughs> and I don't know if we want to spend that kind of money on a hotel room but um yeah uh, you know, for you Aaron I know that uh, you used to come to these regularly and then uh, you kind of turned it into a more of a day trip or a, a weekend trip I think after your kids were born
1: yeah you know I probably stopped conning, what we we're talking about, 2013. Yeah, 2013. That Might yeah. have been the last time I went. Yeah, so almost 10 years. Yeah, well, for regular four-day cons, and then there were a couple, like I would say one or two Origin yeah. trips. We, you and I, and I think my wife did one one year. Yes, we did. We all the three of us came down here. Yeah.
0: But you know, Origins will always have a, a special place in my heart because mm-hmm. this this was our first con. Um, it was it was 2000, the spring of 2000. Aaron and I had just graduated from high school. And we were kind of like, wow, we're free. We're men. We, we have our own destiny. You know, we were like looking for something to do. And we were at this time, you know, exploring our newfound freedom and some of our newfound wealth because we were working for, uh, for a, an Internet company and had some nice money. We were exploring all the local game areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to a game shop out in Avon and uh, they, they, they were like, we were saying, oh, you know, we need to come back. And they go, well, we won't be here next week. And we said, why? They're like, we're going to be at Origins. We're like, oh, what origin? What's Origins? What's origins? You know, we, we had heard of Gen Con, but that seemed unattainable. It was all the way in Milwaukee at the time. Yeah, right. True. And um, they said, yeah, we got to go down. You know, uh, no, you should just go down to Origins in Columbus. And they're like, just, just come down for a day. And Aaron and I were like, wait, wait we're adults. Like, we, c- we could do that. We could just do that. <laughs> you know, like. We
1: can just go? We can just go. You know, we're 18. We can go. That and guy, That guy gave us uh, two very important pieces of advice. Go to Origins and uh, don't support Al-Qaeda. Right. Hmm. So, <laughs> this is Definitely I, solid. I, I've tried to live by those words of wisdom ever since. So so we, we ended up driving. Now, this was 2000. This was a big
0: year. Mm-hmm. Third edition D&D was about to be released. Yeah. And it was going to get released at Gen Con. Well, we didn't get to Gen Con because that was Milwaukee. But we did go to Origins. And this is back when Wizards of the Coast had a much bigger presence at these conventions. They showed up. And right. they used to have this big castle yeah. in the middle of the hall. And it was like built up i mean literally like a full-on castle and uh we go in there and they had a copy of the player's handbook but it was under glass right uh, with two holes cut in it so you could like put your hands through so you could flip through the book
2: That's but, you, wild. but you
0: actually couldn't like take it anywhere because it, it wouldn't fit through the holes right and this was the first we obviously dragon magazine had been hyping up third edition for the past year oh, or Dragon so. magazine Man. and so there was a countdown to third edition every month new article in dragon magazine kind of talking a little bit about more but this was the first time that we got to basically look at a print copy and we were like oh my god this
1: is it this changed our lives Th-
0: this was like and, and i'll be honest with you i think we've been chasing that moment yep. at at conventions ever since ever since you know a hundred percent and i i think that um that is uh, no it's unattainable yeah it probably is unobtainable, to be honest i mean we it. were there for the fourth edition release yeah. i was gonna say the in that edition.
2: theater and gen con yeah. yeah yeah well
0: and that was more of confusion because we were there when they announced fourth edition that was very confusing but at the time 3.5 had come out just a few years yeah, earlier We weren't
1: expecting that at all no one was mm. expecting mm. that yeah. all.
0: we had no idea. we thought maybe it was going to be a dungeons and dragons virtual that's right you yep. know, at the time that was a big deal a virtual tabletop virtual tools yep. virtual character sheet turns out they kind of did hint at that which never realized but it was the announcement of fourth edition it's still the same I mean, the game remains the same and basically what they said was uh oh do you like playing dungeons and dragons do you like playing third edition DD or second edition you're an idiot those games suck you should be playing fourth edition because those games had horrible rules, and it, believe it or not, that created a lot of backlash. Yeah,
1: it was strange you know, how the market completely fell with that. <laughs> Do
2: you, yeah. you even have cell phones? Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. It, yeah, yeah. What kind of game are you if you don't know, have cell phones? One right? hundred and ten k surplus cash. Seriously.
2: Um, God.
0: But you know, it's interesting though because one of the things that's strange about the convention is, like, we have never, as a group, really dived into the events,
2: the organized yeah. events. Yeah, we, we did like a couple.
0: You know, here and there. I mean, Tim and I, I think, would probably have said we've done the most.
2: Yeah, most likely, like together. We, you know, we've done some tournaments, three RBGs, magic tournaments. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: And so it, it, it's interesting then because the convention basically becomes for us, it's more of like a, I don't know, it's like going to church. You know, it's 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 like seeking a spiritual. Refinement, yeah. you know, a spiritual um, rejuvenation. A spiritual rejuvenation.
2: Sometimes it's just nice to just like remind yourself there are other people who like all the same things you do.
0: Yeah, but you know what's interesting about that? And again, you know, we're on the podcast here. You're, you're with the Knights of Last Call. We, we're nothing but this. Sometimes it also makes me remind how much I hate all these people. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> how many of Check them out. are the stereotypes? Yeah, yeah. Just the, no, the, the, just the whole A lot of our like, regular listeners are nodding right now. Not,
0: you're right, yeah, exactly. r- yes. Like, and I'm not, Look, I get it. I have my, you know, I'm not. I'm a nerd, too. I have nerd stereotypes. But there's just a lot of people here. And you go, yeah, sometimes, like, just because I'm a nerd, too, doesn't mean that I, I get along with every nerd, right? Sometimes I look at them and I go, God, I get a life. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> you, even as I'm... Even <laughs> say picking up up our, I, I say <laughs> that about many I say RPG. that as, I, as we record our RPG
1: podcast in the <laughs> middle of the <hall>. You know What are you guys doing with your lives? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. So like, we're the one getting looks right now, randomly. Right, it's right. kind of hilarious. Yeah, everyone's like, look at those idiots. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 fucking they got fucking seven, jack off. Seven
1: <laughs> listeners.
2: Right. Well, anyways. Um,
0: yeah, and, and so it, it's nice to be back here at Origins. Um, you know, the last Gen Con I went to was 2019. So three years ago. And... Um, oh, someone's shouting. Is that the uh, hourly win
1: a game. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, no. They're, they're saying the convention hall is going to close at 6 p.m. So this is uh-huh. perfect. This cool. is perfect. This will be a nice short little podcast that we can put together. So yeah, good stuff. Good. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. The, the podcast, the, the convention hall closes at six. So this is good stuff. So just uh, about 15 more minutes. Nice. Yeah. So uh, anyways, um, but I thought we could just quickly, you know, kind of discuss like what are some of our uh, what are some of our favorite convention moments? Do we have them? And, you know, uh, what are they? I mean, they, you know, that, PG 13, uh, PG 13 or better, you know, you want to tell that story, Aaron? Uh, uh, t- uh Tim was just pantomiming.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we can tell that story. That's oh, why. we can tell that story. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. do you, okay. you want to tell it? Who do you want to tell it? <laughs> we got three people all very <laughs> intimately. <laughs> Aware of I mean,
1: I, I feel like I have a few stories to tell. I mean, because we got to talk about the whole grapple thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously, obviously, the whole, you know, that, that situation. Yeah, I think yes. we start with that one. So okay. um, uh, we were... Uh, we were Gen- so I might be a felon, but...
0: Yeah, we, we're, oh, so we're at Gen Con,
1: <laughs> and we're there with
0: our friend, our good friend, Rich. And um, uh, they are uh, examining a booth, which is displaying... F- f- fake, but real weapons, right? They're made of metal. It was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they were made of metal. I mean, these were, you know, they weren't real weapons. As it turns out, one of them was real enough. It was real enough. And uh, (laughs) Aaron picked up what I recall to be like a sickle or a comma. A comma, yeah. yeah. And it was in a leather sheath. Yep. And you picked it up and were like, ha ha! And you... Wrapped it down. On, it wasn't even that hard, which on, is the scary part. On Rich's shoulder, his yeah. back shoulder, and the, the very sharp tip of that scythe yeah. poked through the leather sheath yeah. and basically gave Rich a pretty sizable puncture wound. It was pretty mm-hmm. bad. And, and, he, and he bleeded immensely. Yes, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah.
2: he complained about the most... Was that his favorite shirt was now ruined right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I did feel really bad, that.
0: and um we kind of were like, and there was like a big thing about you know, no to- zero tolerance for violence. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Rich was pretty young at the time. And he was worried that his mom was going to get him in trouble. Like he was going to get in trouble. <laughs> so you we're like, we're like before there's an incident report. We're like you need to get out of here. Right. You know, like you're some right. sort of felon on the way. <laughs> I, I had to lose the heat. We, heat we sent we a couple of people, people away. Yeah, that you gotta, escorted you. You got to lose the heat. So a couple of people like, like I like know that one guy blocked, wanted me blocked you from sight. Yeah, so the I medic. Took, yeah. yeah, so he was bleeding. So I took him to the first aid station, and I go, uh, my friend's been stabbed. <laughs> 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 my friend's been stabbed. Can you help me out? And the guy was like, "What? How does he? What do you mean he's been stabbed?" I go, "Yeah, it was an accident." And he goes, "What do you mean it's happening?" He's like, and "My buddy, you know, he, he stabbed him with one of the fake weapons." And the guy was like, oh, "I'm a I'm a fourth don jujitsu kendo master. This, this kind of disrespect for weapons just it really irritates me." Who,
1: who's your In friend? In my defense, it was a farming tool. Yeah. Who's your friend? Who's your
0: friend? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know him that well.
1: <laughs> so I, I really just met him like a couple minutes before.
0: Yeah, so the guy goes, uh, he's like, I don't really have anything for you. I was like, just this
1: like gauze. And I was like, all right, well, Rich, here, hold this. this is the worst mech station ever. I know. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So we then. We all these weapons here, but no one will get hurt. So then
0: we go <laughs> down to see, I'm thinking, am I going to have to like buy some needle and thread and, and stitch this guy up? So we go to like the nearby like CVS. I get a couple of butterfly suture stand, you know, uh, and I manage to eventually, you know, clean up the bleeding and thing. And then, his shirt had all this blood on him. And mm-hmm. you're right, Tim. He was worried about his shirt. It
2: was a Dragon Ball Z shirt with Vegeta on it, <laughs> now, if I remember correctly. Button up the front, white and blue. That's actually, Here's that's, the that's thing. That's
1: exactly how I remember it, too. Like, Rich popped, right? So it wasn't just a shirt that had blood all over him. I had blood all over me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right? So while all this was going on, I had to kind of, like, you know, nonchalantly get into the bathroom and start washing <laughs> off a lot of blood. <laughs> like, I mean it was noticeable if someone looked over they'd be like did 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 you you just just done some murder and the answer was you kind of did almost Almost, almost. and
2: I think my the the favorite thing is the capstone to this story is Rich telling me later that you know this was back in the days when we had four people to a room right yeah yeah. little Dan made him sleep in the chair didn't even give him the bed that night right (laughs) (laughs) And, and as I recall Aaron was like, sorry about
0: stabbing you. Uh, I'll buy you dinner and carry your books.
1: I, I bought him dinner for the rest of the con. I think I paid for his shirt and I carried his books everywhere. Right. Yep. And, and, and he, as far as he was concerned, square deal.
0: Yeah. A good deal. Like, I'm happy I got He's that He's a great yeah. friend. Like, <laughs> and cool. full of forgiveness.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's
0: right. Um, so that's obviously a legendary story. Yes. Jim, do you have any, any stories, personal stories?
2: Oh, man. I mean the BSG game with George comes to mind But I'm like that's more of a BSG story That is more of a BSG Even though it happened at Gen Con Correct Um, I still love the end of that, the look Oh yeah, because we were both Okay, Derek won, that's fine Yeah. Right um, A Gen Con story I think um, Man I think my favorite has got to be The Gen Con dance Where Ross was there Okay. And I ended up escorting him back to the hotel room Because he had a little bit too much to drink And that was just an overall fun-ass night. I think that was probably one of my favorite nights out with the the gaming crew. I mean, yeah,
0: Gen Con dance in general was this crazy thing. It was Saturday Saturday night, which was the last night of the con. And it used to be held right across the street from the convention hall. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a super nerdy dance party.
2: Yeah, all the nerdy techno songs that that you played on dance Dance, dance revolution, yeah, or and, whatever the. And like you had all these connect people. One, is one of my favorite <laughs> memories. Do you remember when there was like four or five people there dressed up as Spider-Man? Yes, dude, that was so awesome. <laughs> like, and they just kept showing up. Like, it started off one was dancing, and everyone was like, "Spidey, <laughs> Spidey, Spidey," yes. and then like another one jumps out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Right,
0: and then and then it was great because you know, like the first two or three were clearly just you know nerds in Spider-Man outfits. But yeah. like the fourth person shows up and they're like some dancer or parkour expert or something because they start like break dancing mm-hmm.
2: as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they're all in full Spider-Man yeah. costume. And then a Deadpool jumps in and it's like <laughs> perfect. It's like, okay. And you're
0: and you're, <laughs> and you're at a dance party with a bunch of spider man and you're like in a dance circle and there's like a Zelda and a guy is a, dressed as a cleric. That's pretty awesome. And, uh-huh.
2: and everyone's drunk. There's a group of people over there in various cosplays learning how to do the thriller dance. Right. And like. it's,
0: just, it's <laughs> such a surreal moment moment yeah where you're just like what is even going on right now what is my life that this is happening um gen con you know what, haf- what happens at and that's that's the infamous what,
2: what happens, happens at gen con stays, stays at gen con so that's yeah that's the one
0: uh, that is a that is a fantastic story as well
2: we can tell that story we, we can tell that story yeah it sounds like we're gonna get kicked out before we can tell that one oh, okay we'll have to do, we'll have to do it that, another time that, that wow, can be wow. the next podcast that could be the next podcast yeah. well.
0: We'll, we'll, well we'll maybe we'll make this a two-parter we'll just kind of do this first part so oh, there we go um but yeah um you know 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 it's exciting to be here and uh, the Knights are really excited to kind of be back as a group with uh, you know my friends and uh, my colleagues and and again we're we're looking forward to uh, a a great couple days of gaming
2: hell yeah yeah I haven't I haven't haven't seen you guys in a while even because I've missed the last few sure Friday games like 20,000 gold too (laughs) I know so much you missed a lot of gold we're gonna truly see in that last session like if a baseline character can keep up at all well here's the thing about that
1: last session everyone ends up being baseline Because you can't get the broken loot anymore. That's,
2: That's true, yeah. That is very true.
0: All right. Well, we'll pick this. Uh, we'll pick this back up in here in a few minutes. Uh, we got to move outside of the con hall <laughs> because they are closing this thing down. And and we're going to get into uh, we're going to talk a little bit about role playing games and not D20, not Pathfinder, Uh-oh. not Fifth Edition. We're going to be talking about what crazy, weird indie RPG the Knights of Last Call should maybe consider playing for our new uh, actual play game. Powered Ooh. by the uh, Polymorph Engine. Poly by the Polymorph Engine. <laughs> Poly- by the Polymorph oh, we, Engine. Oh, we, we got demoed a lot of games we today. We <laughs> <laughs> do
2: about. the mazes system? Yeah, that, 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 yeah. yeah. that's what we're talking about. Powered
0: by polymorph Powered by Polymorph. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue yeah. as well. Yeah. All, right. yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Peace. All right. Well, uh, the convention hall has uh, closed down, so there won't be any more announcements. But we're still hanging out here in the open board game area, which I believe is open to like one and one in the morning. Once again, oh, we are fugitives. Awesome. Once again, we are fugitives. Um, but one of the things that we, uh, one of the things that we wanted to do today is talk about what role-playing game uh, the Knights of Last Call should uh, maybe talk about or about playing and kind of talk as a group weigh the pros and cons maybe a little bit inside baseball uh, as you kind of see you know three of the of the Knights who are are, are part of the actual play experience kind of talk about why and how uh, a game might be the right game for us and sort of provide a context if you're not a fan or not a follower um the Knights are currently running an actual play of Pathfinder 2, sec- Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We're playing Quest for the Frozen Flame, and that is every other Tuesday, so roughly twice a month. And we're playing that live. It's live stream. Really cool. Just finished episode two. Well, Yeah, we just finished up episode two. So, you know, if you're, if you're new to it, it's easy to get caught up. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a good mix of a, of a tactical game. But, you know, we, we put in a little bit of, uh, of, of fluffy bullshit in there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we wanted, you know, Nights of Last Call is not just about, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we don't just play d d We don't just play Pathfinder. We do enjoy other games. We enjoy other gaming experiences. And, you know, our gaming group has long been defined by games of fate, games of mutants and masterminds, games of 13th age, games of blades in the dark, games of scum and villainy, right? We we have this very long, long laundry list of <laughs> things that we played. And, well, uh, our patrons want to see that. And so we want to bring a second game to our, our channel as well. And to basically play two games of Pathfinder a month and then two games of something else. And that's kind of where we're kind of debating is what game to play. So for, for, for one of the first things that we kind of talk about, and we can just talk about this as a group, um, is this idea of a campaign versus like a micro campaign versus a mini campaign. And you know, one of the things I, I think is important for these games, you know, I, I said this the first time, the mistake I made with the first actual play was Rise of the Ruin Not that Rise of the Ruin Wars is a bad game to run. Committing to a 1 to 20 adventure Fight.
2: path mm-hmm.
1: is brutal. That's two years if
0: everyone's showing up every yeah. week. Uh, yeah, two years. And that's, okay, now you're asking a lot of the game system. You know, are you going to be able to deliver for two years? But that's, mm-hmm. a, lot, that's a lot to ask any group of adults. Yeah, You know, to commit to something like that uh, when, you know, there's not, a ton, there's not a ton of money in it. So, you yeah. know, it, it, it's pretty tough. And so one of the reasons I went with Quest for the Frozen Flame, in addition to being interested in the uh, in the subject matter, was I was like, okay, this is a 1 to 10. You know, if we level up roughly every, uh, you know, 2 to 3 sessions, okay, this is, this is going to be 20 to 30 sessions. Mm-hmm. We're playing every other week. That's a year, mm-hmm. right? That's a year. And that's if we're playing every other week. If for whatever reason we decided to increase that rate, we'd finish even quicker. Mm-hmm. And that's not as hard to ask people to commit to. Both the audience... And, and the the, the right. past and yeah right. it's,
1: it's a big thing, right I mean, who wants to sit down and go through like seventy different episodes to catch up on a campaign?
0: exactly yeah, right and that and that could be a huge the, the weight of an ep, the weight of a campaign can be a huge thing that turns people off mm-hmm. so and we've done this in the past, and I think they I think they've been really successful um, you know a lot of our it's masterminds games mm-hmm. um, i wouldn't I wouldn't call them mini or micro, but they were definitely like a you know, they were it, under it, twenty sessions. Well, they? they were probably around twenty sessions. You know, they were more like a season of a TV show. Yeah. You know, not like the way that like Disney Plus shows are now, where it's like you know eight episodes or six episodes. That to me is more like a micro campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, uh, you know, and it's not like a miniseries, which is even fewer episodes. Right. A miniseries might be two or three or four episodes. That's like a that's like a mini shot, is what I call them. But yeah. Uh, or a, or a micro campaign, but like. I think there's a lot of appeal to saying, hey, we're going to sit down, we're going to play these characters for 10 sessions or 20 sessions or 15 sessions. Our 13th age game was mm-hmm. ten, 10 and done. Yeah, and that was it was a great campaign. You know, you, you, you set the expectation, you're going to get this much advancement, you're going to go through this much, and then the campaign's going to end. And maybe we still have stories that we want to tell, but we'll tell them another time or in another way, and we can sort of reset expectations. It's a, ne- it's a great stopping point for people to reset their expectations. We live in a world, very fast world. New RPGs are coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of distractions. Yeah, we saw like three, and that was just the ones we looked at today. Uh, yeah. Right. You know, exactly. And, and and asking someone to be like, hey, I want you to pick a character, and I want you to pick a game, and I want you to pick a game system, and I want you to play that game system for the next, I don't know, two to three years.
1: Well, that's just the game system, but that character, right? Right. Yep. You know, I mean, um, that was a complaint I remember with some members of our group when we first started Pathfinder 2. Uh, was that, you know, Pathfinder 2 at the time was releasing new books with new classes all the time. And they're like, man, I am playing one class with one archetype, because we're playing for FA, And, you know, if we're getting into a long-term campaign here, this is going to be like, you know, one to two years of my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember that same problem with 4th edition, you know, we played Fourth Edition for many years. Uh, the main campaign was two and a half. <laughs> I mean, fourth uh, Edition went to thirtieth level,
0: right? Yeah. And we had the same character. You you played a rogue, a halfling yep. rogue. You played a human warlord for thirty levels,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Many years. By a long time. It's time we were done with that campaign, I think Essentials was coming out. Yeah,
0: right. It meaning, was meaning meaning you basically got to play one Fourth Edition character. Yep, more yep. or less.
1: Yep. Oh, I and mean, in, in, in both campaigns, all total. I've played two fourth edition characters. Right, because we played it. We did another campaign, which
0: was called Northern Reaches, right. not, to, not to be confused with our Northern game. Reaches. It, <laughs> it was named as an homage, but it was another fourth edition game. That one did not go to thirtieth level. Right, that was like um, ten. So you basically have to play two two characters. Yeah. yeah, And we played for a vast majority of that edition. We were pretty. We
1: started when it was we we, very we, active. We, were, we did the. Um, we we preview. St- Yeah, I mean, we started when
0: the edition came out and we we dipped out a little bit technically because we dipped out before 5th edition came out to play Pathfinder 1.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. But
0: for the most part, you know, yeah, five years or so, you made two characters. Yeah,
2: it was right up until Essentials because I remember laughing at how we were like, oh, good, Tim, you got to play Rogue the entire time it was nerfed. And now they released Essentials and they're good again. But they're unnerfed (laughs) at the end. (laughs) Yeah, they they updated the stealth rules in the the final rules patch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it's interesting because, I mean, you know, I getting to play a bunch of different things is interesting. You know, okay, this is getting off on a tangent, but the best thing about the podcast is that is what the podcast is all about. It's yes, here. We're allowed mm-hmm. to be on tangent. That's here, right. here you're allowed to definitely go off a tangent. That's what um, it's all about. Yeah. One of the things I really like about blades in the dark or modern, I think this is probably true of older Powered by the apocalypse games, but it's certainly true of modern Powered by the apocalypse games. You ch- you choose a playbook, mm-hmm. which is functionally like a class, but every playbook has advancement moves that let you choose moves from other playbooks yeah right now you can't literally take every advancement from you know the the fighter can't take every advancement from the cler- cleric's playbook but you can take a couple
2: yeah and you could take level one heal that's right. for sure you know
0: and and the fact of the matter is in like d20 games it's like if you're level 14 and you pick up a one level of cleric yeah <laughs> yeah right that's not you're not doing anything right so I, I, and these game the Power by the Apocalypse games, at least, it, t- it tends to be a little bit more impactful. tends to be a little bit more impotent. Um, and I like that. I like that you can kind of advance your character a little bit more. I also have really come to, you know, especially we've been playing your Pathfinder 2 game mm-hmm. the last six, six months or so. Actually, brought that here. Did you really?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone cared to look at
0: it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Dark Winter. And in Aaron's uh, Dark Winter game, the... We level up every session, yeah. And you know, you get to a point where you kind of go, Pro- "Problem with the zipper over that here." There we go. <laughs> um, it wasn't, right <laughs> it wasn't <yeah>. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, you you level up um, every session, yeah. yeah. And that's by design. By, by design. design. Yeah, yeah. That's not the. That's not like something we're. I mean, in this game. But what it's what's cool about that means it it also you can make a new character and that new character enters in at the level of the party.
1: Yeah. It's actually more appropriate to say the campaign
0: levels up. Yeah. The campaign. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I was going to take advantage of that and make a new character just for lulz. But you've changed your character several times. George has yeah. uh, made a new,
2: literally a completely new character several times. Yeah, he does it every yeah. year. Um, I've changed around my free type, you know, swapped all kinds of things up. But out, I, yeah.
0: I, I was level 15. I was kind of getting, you know, I was level 13. Yeah, you know, where, I was like, where's your flick mace fighter? At? Yeah, I was a cleric. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll just show up and play. It. Maybe I'll play, it. I'll
1: play a dual wielding <laughs> flick mace fighter. Just see what all the hubaloo And yeah, Was this the character you were making on uh, RFC or is that something different?
0: Uh well, that joke there was that they wanted me to make a leshy, and I said, uh, mm-hmm. or a poppet, a poppet, ah, poppet And I said, right, and, right. and I said, well, since I'm making something that's so horrible, anyways, why don't I just make him dual? We've already gone this far. Why ah, don't I yeah. just make me dual wheel gnomish flick maces too? But we ended. I ended up describing it as Kermit the Frog, and his gnomish flick maces were just his hands going, oh. <laughs> um, like the wavy arms. Yeah, the meme. the fla the, the, flag, the yeah. flailing arm meme. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you know. It was, I was like, also, I was like, you know, because I was like a poppet. And they were like, well, what are you? I was like, well, I was a gnomish poppet. I was a gnomish puppet by made by an enterprising, uh, you know, named uh, Jim Jim Gnomeson. And he was creating a new type of pop, uh, puppet that could move. It might have been called a Muppet, but instead it was called a Moppet.
1: <laughs> and I was like, but then the gnomes were invaded, and they had to turn it into a warrior. <laughs> so he gave it gnome flick mazes. So does that mean you're like a smaller poppet because you're designed for a all the poppets are small no no but you're designed for like a gnome child versus a human child no it just so are you tiny it just meant that my heritage was um, uh, stuffy or
0: something like that meaning I'm stuffed with cotton oh so I don't take any falling damage
1: what you don't, you're, you're a stuffed animal you're a stuffed animal oh my yeah
0: I was so wrong. <laughs> wait, wait to close the hall. 12 minutes late. 12 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very clearly the exhibit hall. Yeah. Not, the, yeah. not this area. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, poppets are uh, an ancestry in Pathfinder 2. And they're stuffed animals.
2: Uh, yes. Oh, oh! you don't know about this. No. You oh, you don't oh, know well, about this? Leshies me. I was aware okay. of. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Poppets, I mean, Poppets, is... Poppets
0: are actually the the, the the ancestry that I hate even more than Leshies. Yeah, they're, wow. they're
2: like dolls. They're dolls. Why do they exist in Pathfinder? No one knows. Anominal That's question. the question. That's a great question. I would expect that in Monster Hearts, Mutants and Masterminds, like most other systems, actually. I could see that. But not... Pathfinder or D anD D? Oh yeah. Why is it in PF two? Oh, uh, because
1: it's kind of cute. Well, when you think of heroic adventure and going off to face dragons and exploring dark and dangerous dungeons, don't you want to pretend that you're like Chucky or no. like or like a stuffed animal? No. Oh, this is your 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 incredulousness here, Tim, is fantastic. Like that's you never had that thought. No, why would you? You never wanted <laughs> to be like Woody from Toy Story, right? Woody Woody from Toy Story is actually really good and uh, like uh, you really you know, good example. Go no. level up and shank I, the Teresque.
2: That's these are just literal the Chucky trash. dolls. You yeah, can yeah. F off with that shit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah yeah. So, anyways, people love them. Um, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, there were what the most second most popular race. I don't. know. Uh, what was the first? Don't Lash, say less. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I quit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <off> mic. <laughs> that, was, that was a good mic drop. Moment. That was actually really good. Oh, yeah, um, but, but I wouldn't actually drop Derek's microphone. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. those are our old ones. Those are those are not expensive.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, um, anyways, the point is that uh, we, uh, you know, I like I like getting to level up. I like getting to you know experience uh, a bunch of different. Classes and, and levels. Before the edition's over. Before the edition's yeah. over, you
2: know? Like we I, have oftentimes discussed how my favorite thing to do is level up. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Now not to get off on a tangent went on a tangent. It's like, a tangent every time. <laughs> I mean do you know what, tangent. Do you, know gonna, do you know
0: what I'm gonna ask? Um why do you like leveling up? Yeah, why do you like leveling up? <laughs> I
2: mean here's what the reason why okay. Tim's like I've never thought wait, about wait, wait, because wait, 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 everything four. needs progress and I need to feel like I'm making it. And leveling up is a very easy way. To structure progress to make me enjoy something.
0: So, the real question. Oh, They're now telling so us what time it reopens. Excuse me, sir. Uh, we're trying to do a, podcast, yeah, here. To do a podcast here. God, god. So it's interesting. So leveling up,
2: it, you like? So you like progression? Yes. Which is fine. And and trying new interesting combinations. But. What about, what
0: if there was progression without levels?
2: No, oh, I'd be happy with that. For instance, Diablo 3, I don't care about any of the levels. I'm searching for the better item, right, or the gotcha. better rolled item. And I'm fine with, like, grinding for eventual, you know. It's- what about narrative progression,
0: not mechanical progression? Now, you can be honest, Tim.
1: His facial expressions are so great. I mean, not, I would like, be much less I w- interested. I, w- yeah. I, w- I wish we were on the video. I, because like, <laughs> you yeah, asked right? about Lovely he was like, he's all bright eyed and like, yeah, I love
2: Lovely. We asked about narrative. He got like, yeah. like, like, we just kicked his dog in the. Yeah, nuts. Well, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I've had a few narratives I very much enjoyed. He, he, he and, be awesome. yeah, it was great, but you know. Yeah, what was Nerex's arc? He got stronger and more powerful. He leveled up. No, it was a little gestures network and his network got stronger and more powerful. <laughs> when it leveled up. All right. Just get it straight. Right. Sorry, <laughs> but <my> bad. It, <laughs> but that was a
0: narrative thing. Well, because one yeah. of the things that we, we've, we talk about a lot is that D&D and D&D like games have this inherent, um, you know, this is this, this inherent concept of like zero to hero, you know, yeah. that, that you start off as kind of a nobody and then you gain levels and become stronger. And stronger to the point of almost absurdity right to the yeah. point of of almost super heroics where at the beginning of the game falling in a pit trap might kill you yeah at the end of the game you can jump off of clouds and you know meteors strike from the you know from the heavens and fall hundreds of feet and land you know you look sweet and look at a devastating shockwave yeah. attack
2: so i think i can actually answer this better after having you explain it because i think about our snv game Scum and villainy. I did not care so much about the leveling up. I just really wanted to win that race and make the super dope engine. Right. And those were basically narratives. So you need, sure. you need like a goal. Yeah. So I like, as long as it's goal oriented, great. Like yeah. if my next task is to infiltrate the Royals party and so just speak with someone or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, because I feel like you had something similar in Dragon's Dove, right? Like you wanted to become Lord of the Windways, mm-hmm. which we denied we, you. Which you yes, did, which very you denied. denied. Um, I had to use the carpet of troll for, for, for forever, forever. Correct. Um, you know, I think you had a couple other things going on there that you were super interested in. So yeah, think- well, he wanted. To, well, he had a magical item mm-hmm. that was
0: the uh, Shakuran Titan Slayer Staff. Yep. and it got a new ability each time he basically. Attuned it to one of the levels of the dungeon. Right. Right. So one of his goals was to visit every all twenty levels of the dungeon, so that his staff could attune to it, right. so
1: he could get a new power. But your yeah. character level wasn't a main driver; it was a means to an end. Correct. Because I don't remember you talking about that at
2: all. Right. And I, I think it goes back to Derek's point of like, I don't need necessarily the. Right. You know, I don't need my stats to go up, but like. Gear is still well I, leveling up to me. You know, yeah, gear say, is getting better. It well, sounds I, like I, that becomes like a default goal for
1: you if there isn't something better put in front of you. Well, and I think that you could almost argue that's
0: a strength because it means the game could be completely devoid right. of all meaning. But and I, I will still like find a goal. As long, but as long as you can <laughs> level up and get better gear, you're yeah. kind of happy.
2: As long as I can succeed at some goal, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. like, a, and, and, and the whole point is that we're all going to be interested in so that goal. I think it's reasonable to have a direction to go in. So
0: let me ask you this: mm-hmm. in a game like Legend of the Five Rings, yeah, okay, which you only played once, yeah, but in Legend of the Five Rings, the XP system is a little different. The default XP system is you earn one experience point, and you know, uh, three experience point is enough to buy you like a new feat, okay. right, or like a new kata. Is, is actually what a is. technique is actually the term mm-hmm. of the game um you know you could maybe need depending on your stat you might need three or four or five or six experience points to level up one of your stats and like having a stat at five would be really really high in that game yeah you, you start at like a two or two a three so you get one XP per hour of playing and there okay. are there are very there are very few sort of what I would call milestone-based experience points. You know, like, when you beat the main problem of the adventure, here's a bonus experience point, right? right? Like, when you do the thing, you get a bonus experience point. But for the most part, if you show up and play a five-hour session, you're going to get five XP. It doesn't matter. You could spend the entire session hanging out in the, the bathhouse, drinking sake, and telling, you know, samurai war stories, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, maybe, like letting down your guard and berating your lord a little bit even uh, you know amongst quiet private amongst friends and you would get 5xp yep. you, you could also spend the session on the field of battle defending the walls of Otosan Uchi and you get 5xp five, 5 hours mm-hmm. of <laughs> combat what how does that what does that do to your brain what does that do to your your reward
2: cycle um, I mean it's equal as long as I'm interested in both plot lines that are happening like, obviously, the combat I'm going to be probably default interested in. Sure. All right. Um, but fortunately, with the group that we have, narratively, I'm also typically interested in what we're doing. So as long as you're getting rewarded. Because. Yeah. As long as I'm getting the endorphins of something fun is happening. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. But progression is happening. <laughs> but and progression, progression is because a very. If we were just sitting in the bathhouse and we were not earning experience points. Right. Like, let's It wouldn't be what I want to do all the time, but we've played Fiasco. Right, but I'm talking about like within a game where there is a system right. of
0: progression. But you're right; you that's would, fine. Right, like you, I can. But, but you understand that fiasco is a one-shot system.
2: Yeah, right? and, and I would also hope that you know I probably wouldn't play it if what you're describing was the entire campaign. Correct. Well, more for like ten sessions, I'd be like, no, thank you. Right, like if you're because because this
0: is, this happens before, and it, it's a frustrating thing for me in in d20 based games where it is you have a you know you have a fun session, mm-hmm. everybody kind of goes, that was fun but we didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those sessions where we didn't, you know, I don't know, we were, you know, and not in a like a painful way. We like got immersed in the world. Or people were the role. You know, people yeah. were just having a lot of FPT. Yeah. yeah. Right. A lot of FPT, a lot of fluffy bullshit time. And I'm
2: happy with FBT. And, and
0: you get to the end of the session and then the GM goes, okay, um, f- f- 120 experience points. Right. And you're like, "Ugh," And it's like, it almost like now you feel bad because it's the, the game's way of telling you, you didn't do right what gets measured gets yeah. managed what gets rewarded gets, gets repeated and you're you're proving to people what you just did today doesn't matter s- doesn't matter slap on, combat. slap on the wrist you need to be Well, you need to be going on adventures yeah now there's a part of me that goes yeah i mean that makes is sense kinda, that is kind of what i want the game to do right yeah. the game is an adventure game whereas i would argue that uh legend of the five rings it's not an adventure game. Yeah, no. it's a bushido simulator. Right. Yeah, you are supposed to be playing the lives of the samurai and dealing with the things that they deal with. Part of what samurai deal with is sitting in a bathhouse <laughs> bitching about their lord. That's yeah. correct. And I would enjoy that every once in a while. Correct. I, I agree. And so it, when when that, that experience point system is very strange to some people because they're like, wait, so so I mean to be clear, major arcs or golds do get rewarded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but for the most part. Yeah, you're going to get five XP if you play for five hours, four XP if you play for four hours. You know, we, we do this with our Northern Reaches game on our Nights of Last Call Patreon where you sign up for a session and it's worth a, a certain amount of XP, which is related to the length of the session. And you know, in that game, your character could fail or succeed or die. Mm-hmm. You still get the experience points. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're really getting experience points for your time. That's right. Not whether you succeed or not. We kind of wanted to remove that from the equation. That way, people wouldn't invest four or five hours into playing, and then anything. everybody wipes at the end, and you don't get anything. Right. You know, especially since you can kind of come back from the dead at least a number a couple times in that campaign. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting how that works with you know with your with your obsession. Now, what about the progression? D&D, D20, mm. in theory, you know, even in World of Warcraft, in theory in these games, you become basically almost a god. Yeah. But it kind of is wonky because the monsters become, you know, yeah. I have 500,000 hit points. Okay, yeah, but the, the monsters now hit for 100k. So, yeah. so <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like, do, the, do these numbers even matter? Um, but that progression from zero to hero to superhero is that progression an important part of your enjoyment of the game
2: i don't think so i don't yeah. need to become the superhero every okay. time i like you know when we do like the um lower powered fate characters yep. Yep. it's like yeah we're not saving the entire planet we're not doing anything nutty my, my dude was nikolai tesla right <laughs> like no just him As except with like an history. iron man cage that could channel electricity right it's yeah i don't you know i don't i don't need to be that's captain good, ohio
0: right that's a good point I mean, you know, and, and a lot of times when we did have problems with our mutants and masterminds or superhero games it was because of a mismatch of expectations yeah mm-hmm. right because between playing that sort of justice league of america level heroes right who are legitimately you know uh, punching nuclear weapons into black holes and not, that, did know, happen, I believe. that did happen. That did happen. Two, two of them. <laughs> um, you know, and and literally saving the world versus more you know, street level heroes with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what's your power? Uh, I'm 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 ride a motorcycle and I'm good at doing stunts. You know,
2: that, <laughs> <laughs> that was and magic tricks. Yeah, I was, have right. natural illusions. <laughs> no, no, he had natural flying. He had natural, natural flying. flying. <laughs> that's what,
1: no, no, no. Sorry, he was trained in it. It was like ridiculous. No, yeah, it, it, it was. was it the, it the, was not supernatural. It was not supernatural. Right. But he could. But fly. he didn't have wings.
2: He but was he a human wings. who just learned
1: to fly. He just
2: right. learned to fly. He <laughs> figured right. it like out. Dragon ball, it ball flying. Dragon Ball Z flying. That's right. what he could do. Specifically,
0: yeah. we like to say it was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, there you go. Where he threw himself at the ground and missed. And yes.
1: He just <laughs> had been around I for so be long. Yeah, it's like I see George doing that. Yeah, Checks cool. out.
0: So um, anyways, so for our uh, new game, we definitely want to do something a little bit off the cuff. But I think what we really want to do is keep it shorter. Not three sessions, but I think playing something like a six to ten session game, Mm -hmm. which is enough for the audience to sort of get a feel for the characters, for the story, for the players to actually have a chance to develop their characters and achieve certain things and fail at certain things. I mean, there's also nothing. No one's putting a gun to your head. That's... I'll get to that in a second. Oh. Um, I'm checking under the table real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bad news. Yeah. You know, if the game, if, the, if we get to the end of the game, the game is going well, you don't have to end it at, you know, at six sessions or 10 sessions, even if that's what you originally designed it for. That is one of the problems I do have with D20. And you kind of mentioned this for a different reason for quest for the frozen flame where he said i almost don't want to level up because i mean i know i'm going to get worse right because right. yeah you know because uh, i'm going to get better in some of my abilities but most of my abilities are not going to get better because i'm not trained in that skill right. or whatever but the dcs are all going to go up right yep i also feel like leveling in d20 games is like a it's like a pressure it's a clock right you have to resolve this encounter before the pcs get like you know we've all had those moments where it's like wow when you really think about it on a macro scale They were like level one on Monday, yeah, and they were like level seven by Sunday, yeah. And you're like, so at the beginning of the week, you could barely cast a spell or two. By the end of the week,
1: you're on the you're flying and casting fireballs and on the verge of teleportation. APs are horrible like that because Paizo's always just like, all right, hurry up, hurry up, next scene, next scene, next scene. We're talking about Rise of the Rune Lords and how the adventure's like, don't let the heroes rest ever. Right, Mm -hmm. never recover spells. It makes the game challenging. But so you know, and obviously you can put in downtime that
0: lasts for weeks or months Mm -hmm. and, and then you have at least a sense of temporality but even inside the game itself do you ever i feel this way and i'm not a player as often as you all are i sometimes feel like man i didn't even have a chance to like get to use that feat Oh, yeah. Before I already gained the next feat. All the
2: time, oh, dude. Yeah. You like remember this- the Artificer from Eberron? That was horrible. That left like 15 levels of bonus crafting XP you unused did, you, because you weren't allowed to do anything. You couldn't craft. Right. You were not they gave to you craft. zero time
0: to craft. This was an Eberron adventure path. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I was so excited to be an Artificer and craft cool things you know, and never got to use it. And hey, what was off about that is how depleted the party was of with, with items. Right.
1: Like, so not only do we have a guy who could make items for us, he couldn't do it with his free XP because
2: the adventure's like, go, 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 go. Yeah, which is why sometimes plot on rails can be pushed a little too harsh. I mean, mean,
0: because here's the problem. At the end of the day, plots and tension resolve around uh, a sense of urgency, right? Right, But
1: you're playing a game that's built around like atrophy.
0: Well, but that's the problem. It's...
1: God, we're so far
0: in the weeds on this one. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Listen, we're at you know. Listen, we're at origins. We're having fun. We're going to kick back after this. We're going to go get some drinks. Um, we're going to get, out. Gonna get some, yeah, some drinks for this. We're get yeah. Drinks
2: and maybe a steak. If over If you're really? not drinking, yeah. audience, you guys should start drinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey,
0: listen, if you're not, if you don't have a glass of something,
2: if you haven't opened when something when you start this podcast, I know yeah. a lot of you listen to the car though. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't, don't Do drink you guys, jet. no, yeah.
0: but you guys <laughs> no. But um, you know, but what part of the problem there is. D&D is based on the, and I say D&D, I mean D20, Pathfinder, yeah, you know what I'm They're based on this DNA of original D&D where you're, there was no world ending event to be saved. Right. It was mm-hmm. just like a bunch of people hanging out right. and then they would go, yeah, let's go get money. And they would go into the dungeon and they might, they might die or they might come back with treasure and then go, eh, cool. You it was know, a simpler time. We'll, we'll hang out. So like all these mechanics are built around this idea of that you're not under the gun now the the modern
2: day venture path which is paced like a movie well right because we're trying to be the avengers right mm-hmm. right Me- meanwhile i'm like one of my favorite sessions of all time was that uh adnd and i managed to roll stats for an assassin <laughs> sure. and oh. i assassinated yeah. an ogre that was case that's yes. the only session that that character was ever played <laughs> but it's like one of your top favorites. and it's like one of my top favorites well i'll go i'll go i'll go a
0: step further and say this what we nowadays know as the concept of an adventure path, and Tim, I know you, you didn't come into this until the very end of it, but you were there. What we now consider an adventure path was sort of pioneered, if you will, uh, by uh, Paizo. And they... Yeah, I mean, they were doing this back in the... Uh, with Dragon, Dragon Magazine. Magazine. And they basically created a series of adventures, mm-hmm. one six adventures, that would take your character from level one to 20, but more importantly, these adventures were like act one act two act three act four it is it is it is a it is a literal you know this adventure flows into this adventure directly originally what we call the adventure path was the series of adventures that was released when 3.0 came out right which was sunless citadel forge of fury speaker and dreams standing stone yeah, Hard and Knife Inspire. The majority is deep were horizon Lord of, the Iron, Lord of the Iron Fortress. That's awesome. And Bastion of Broken Souls. Yeah, those adventures took you from one to twenty. But here's the distinction: Sunless Citadel was its level one to three adventure. Right. And when you were done with Sunless Citadel, your character was level four and ready to go to the next adventure. But. There were no links, right?
1: So, right. there, there Th- were like there were like super like light, light threads. They were like super light. Yeah, threads. it wasn't
2: like you have one week to start the next adventure right. or two. Right.
1: Even when you're playing the adventure, it wasn't like that. Right? There right. was no urgency like that. Like, you know, oh, the goblins are messing with, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the town. Oh, you, it's funny, we mentioned this on another podcast. I know. Oakhurst. Oakhurst, thank you. The goblins are messing with Oakhurst. You, you, you were talking about you may have had more characters die in Sunless Citadel than any other adventure that you've ever played. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and and by the way, usually before we even got to the Citadel. Right, right. The
0: I know you've had at least one death from oh, the dior- oh, dior- yeah. in Sunless Damn sure. and stairs. <laughs> you know, and like we said, there's, there's there are Easter eggs. In those adventures yeah. that sort of point back to some of those early the adventures, stream. right? You know, um, you know the very first adventure, Sunless Citadel, is takes place in an, in a citadel that was uh, devoted to the cult of Ashrodalon. right? And then Asherdalon is defeated. Nearby, the Sunless Citadel sinks into the earth from the the, the raw magical catastrophe that's released when Asherdalon is defeated. And of course, in the final adventure at level twenty, you fight Asherdalon. Right? But you didn't. Those two things are. Yeah, you know, so far disconnected. So far disconnected, <laughs> yeah. you know. It, and and the way I think about it is the way that old adventures used to be is like Avengers 1. And then you had Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Right? Same characters, mm-hmm. threads mm-hmm. from the first one feed into the second one. But those entirely are entirely different movies. Those are just entirely different movies. It, yeah,
2: I kind of feel like, you with know, with different
0: stakes at different yeah. times and the the first one put a bow on everything. Loki is defeated. Yeah. And the adventure is complete. Now we're not going to like close the book on this, you know. There's this idea of oh, there was a, a space stone, and there's kind of this Easter egg, right? Which, to be clear, they did tie into that final film. But each of these films is a standalone film. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, uh, compare that, contrast that, I should say, with Lord of the Rings. Right. Where these are three movies that are very much one big movie. Yeah. You started
1: Return of the King. You're like, wait, what's going right, on? Right. If you just picked up Return of the King, you go, what am I watching? I mean, yeah. if you're watching the extended version, which is, of course, the version you should be watching, it starts off with like you know the hobbits smoking all the weed and eating all the food in, in the larder. You're like, at, at, I you're like, what is even going on? Right. That, that movie is very much like a modern adventure
0: path where it is part, beef. uh beef. It, it's tw- it's basically one
1: story for 20 levels. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you went through Rise of the well, Roombard and, and you way, saw that. There's probably people listening that's going, that sounds awesome, though. I love Lord of the Rings. Well, and
2: here's you know. I, th- I think you can absolutely do that, and I think at some point they lost like that feel, of, you know, like Final Fantasy seven meteor comets flying through the air at the planet. But it doesn't matter until the PCs do anything about it, right? And you we, can well, farm no, chocobo, all you want. but
0: but people, but but video games get away with that shit, right? Right, well, like right, in but role but
2: like playing just games, completely it, removing that. I in mean, role playing games, it's like, oh, it's got to be real. Yeah, see, and that's why I'm like you're. It, it's still a game. Don't be too simulationist. I,
1: I and mean, going back to the Lord of the Rings example, D&D was obviously influenced by Lord of the Rings. Sure. Mm-hmm. D&D is terrible for playing Lord of the Rings. Oh,
0: absolutely. absolutely.
2: Yeah. 100% Which is agree. really
0: funny when you think about it. hmm
2: Because you're like, I want to tell stories like that. Well, don't play don't, D&D. Don't use right. D&D. That's not what it's for. <laughs> That's just not what it's for. There's many other systems
0: that can do that. I will say this, going back to, you know, viewers, uh, viewers of the channel, List, certainly listeners of this podcast um, are know that we have uh, talked a lot about the, the cons of Adventure Paths. I've talked about the pros as well. Great for an overworked GM, mm-hmm. you know, ready to pop, you know, ready to go out of the box. But a lot of that, what I'm talking about is in reference to the modern Adventure Path. Mm-hmm. The one to twenty, one story
2: right. series of yeah, events. Right.
0: And yes, I mean, yes, in Adventure 2, you're in a different location with a different villain, but it, all of the plot hooks are just streaming in from the
1: previous adventure and going into the well, next one. There's, like, breakpoints where if certain things don't happen... Then you have a problem. Then, yeah, the, because, the whole chain breaks. And,
0: and so this is where I say, you know, to, to the audience, and maybe even, you know, to anyone out there who's listening, you know, I'm at Origin, so if I scream it, I'm sure people get concerned, but maybe <laughs> someone would hear me, is why not, why not create that adventure path in the old style. I think that's really awesome because you're still, you're still giving people number one. What do people love? What what, what defines MCU at movies these days? Easter egg, nostalgic callbacks. Yep. Right. It's almost everything.
2: It's it's almost sickening. It's almost literally made movies based on it. Right. Ready player one.
0: Right. (laughs) Sure. Sure. But like,
1: you know, you get to a movie now and you're like, Oh,
0: that's, that's the thing.
2: Yeah. I, I, I finally
1: saw, um, I almost call it Stranger Things too. Doctor Strange too. Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse mm. of Madness. And it, I felt like I was eh, just walking. I, oh, I felt like I was just walking through someone's fan fiction. <laughs> sure. No, it's a great call. Well, I mean, they even brought yeah, in fucking are. Uh, it's the Patrick Disney. Stewart.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's a great example. Yeah. I mean, spoiler. Spoil- spo- oh, sorry, spoilers. Spoilers. Oh.
2: Spoilers. Patrick Stewart's in it. Yeah. This is a sad Tim. No, yeah. it's okay. Uh, yeah. It's I'll, I'll survive. Yeah, you'll be. You'll be fine. Yeah, but my Don't point, worry. He dies. Okay. That's Spoilers. Good. He needed <laughs> to. What? Wait, Patrick Stewart or Professor X? (laughs) You know, this is a very different question. I couldn't tell. (laughs) Uh, Podcast going off the rails in three, two, one. Um,
0: But yeah, so these adventures are great because it's like here, here is number one. Here are seven adventures to get you to level 20, not six. That makes a big difference. Number two, if Sunless Citadel went completely sideways, okay mm-hmm. like if you went in there and then the group i don't know uh made an alliance with the goblins and they took out belak as a army of goblins they, <laughs> right burn the town right lab. they burn the town down and the Golthias tree they planted it all over the <laughs> you can be like all right guys <laughs> <are you playing? laughs> let's go help the dwarves. Oh, Yeah. my point is okay you 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 have the freedom yeah to do whatever you want and you don't have to worry about messing up some adventure
2: 25 you know sessions from now right because what happened in adventure one is not critical correct to adventure five or ten correct
1: and so ultimately and very importantly, that doesn't mean it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that there's no impact right. it has a tremendous impact in your game if you burn down oakhurst with your army of goblins yeah it's like dm worth their salt's gonna you know have that have impact in the world yeah. but it doesn't break the remaining six adventures if you still want to go on them right, right.
0: And it also means that, realistically speaking, those adventures are also, generally speaking, there's a a couple of exceptions. They are not event-based adventures. They are site-based adventures. Mm. And I would point out that if you look at the progression of them, the first one, Sunless Citadel, is a site-based adventure. Why are we going there? Because it is an ancient ruin said to be full of danger, treasure, and legendary magical apples. There's no specific time frame. There's no specific... Thing that you're worried about, we'd appreciate the goblins would stop killing us. Yeah, I yes. mean, I mean, there are bad things there, and we'd like for you to deal with them. You go to the second adventure, Forge of Fury, right. very much the same. Actually, even, even more, more so because even it's they're it's not hidden. messing with anyone. They're not it's it's hidden. That yeah. is an ancient dwarven stronghold that is lost. You are purely there to explore it. You get to the now, so you've gone. You went from a sort of an event based. You know the first one is sort of a site-based adventure where the townsfolk are like oh these goblins are kind of giving us trouble it'd be cool if you could go deal with them and you know keep whatever treasure you find cool second one pure dungeon exploration right you no one knows where this is it's a hidden location right off to cut then third one speaker and dreams it's event based there Mm. are there's a time frame the 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 forces of the, the uh, of the mind flayer who yeah. are controlling the town has an agenda. You're in a city. It's a city. You're adventure. in a city. It's a city adventure. It's a it's a really cool change of pace. Mm-hmm. Different skills are going to be used. Uh, you you know there's going to be more of a pressure. You're not going to be able to just oh we'll take ten days off to do this thing or we'll take twenty days off this thing. Mm-hmm. You know it's kind of a it's kind of a, a an interesting pressure. You get to the fourth adventure standing stones more of a mystery. Yeah. You know, adventure. it's a more of a mystery. And you're like, oh, OK, wow, this is and then. But now at this point, I know what you're thinking, damn, it, I just want a just a dungeon to go explore. Boom. Hard to anything expire, Right. Pure yeah, dungeon. Awesome dungeon. Pure dungeon. Things. You know, pure <laughs> pure dungeon, pure that. Then you get to the third, you get to the uh, Deep Horizon, which we never really played, but it's more of a uh, exploration. Yeah. Underdark. A, exploration. Underdark adventure. And you're like, you know what I want? Okay, boom, you get a plane-hopping adventure with a dungeon at the end, which right. is Lord of the Iron Fortress. Nice,
2: yeah. Oh, then, I remember that.
0: <laughs> and then you get to the final one, Bachelor of Broken Souls, and you say, look, these characters are 17th, 18th, 19th level. We don't do dungeons anymore. What, what would a dungeon even, they can teleport, they can pass wall, they can plane shift. What, what, is, a, what is a maze to these people? What is it, why are they in a dungeon? Right. And so that adventure is basically a point crawl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it's a series of intergalactic events because you're going from plane you're to going plane plane to plane to plane yeah. from different places like i mean literally you start a material you, you teleport somewhere i mean you go to like the domain of the guild of sleep and sigil yeah and then you go yeah. to like the prison plane to access the in prison god to prison and then you go to uh the positive energy plane i mean you're all over the place yeah uh because at that point, they go, why are you, Why would you be exploring a dungeon?
2: Yeah, right. all over the plane.
1: These it, car- and you're teleporting and plane shifting constantly. These yeah.
0: characters can plane shift. They can teleport. And instead of making that a problem, we're going to make that a requirement. Right. Yeah, If you can't do this for whatever reason, you're done. You're in trouble. And they yep. think the game throws out a couple ideas of they can't do it, you know. But it's more of like an idea of instead of being like, ugh, my character just teleported through the dungeon and now they're there fourth edition did a bad job of this uh, yeah. in their adventures because there was this uh, implication that you're going to go fight through this dungeon. Like, well, Our characters could teleport. We just right. teleport to yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Why would we go through all this? So, you know, getting, getting back to it, I like the idea of these sort of discrete adventures and you can kind of, I don't want to say be on the rails, but to a certain extent you're like yeah, we'll play this and maybe things go off, maybe things don't go off, but then after three levels you're done with that adventure. Cool. Yep. And now, you can have as much downtime as you want, because there's there's no pressure, and and whatever things got screwed up in there, right. you can don't forget about it. It's, it's it's compartmentalized, right? You know, it's like a
1: watertight compartment for your campaign. Yeah, oh. they were they were great. Even the ones that weren't quite my favorite were still like, this is well designed. Yeah, and
0: I I just I thought they were great.
1: Yeah, they did a great job with that. I always yeah. thought they were really great. Yeah, so, I've always liked site based adventures. You know, well I, sure. And everyone's like, oh, he hates anything that's written. No, that's not true. I like site based adventures. Tim, what is your favorite adventure of
0: all time? Hmm. Adventure,
1: eh? Yeah. Not
0: session, but like, what? what, Yeah. When you think back. By the way, as Tim thinking about yeah, Tim? Tim not usually on our podcast, so we're, we're taking this opportunity to, to yeah, pick, dude, to pick yeah. Tim's brain. Well, trust me, we're going to get to
1: RPG talking. One of these days, we'll get to our topic. We'll get to our topic. I,
2: I mean, as fun as um, Bastion of Broken Souls all daying, it was, and that was super fun adventure. I, I think Lord of the Iron Fortress is my favorite. Okay. It was. Pretty it's good probably adventure. one of the most structured uh, Steel Predators. I still hate to this day. Yeah. And I think Brennard barehanded wrestling the Steel Predator mother and snapping its neck after it destroyed (laughs) his weapon is also one of our better stories at our tables. I mean, that that affected campaigns to come. It literally was the basis of our entire fourth edition campaign. (laughs) That's true.
1: That's true.
2: So yeah, but yeah, uh, Lord of the Iron Fortress is probably my most fun. It's got the most lore around it. You
0: did die a lot in that event.
2: I did die. Well, it was. It was also one of my first adventures. I think. Like oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, his first character. You know, yeah.
0: you, you always remember your first. That's that was, right.
2: And we threw him into it, man. That was like a little 15 rudely. adventure. Brutally, yeah. Oh, yes. And I made a lot of stupid ideas. Like, I mean, now it's like we would never do that to a new player. Like, I like, was like, ah. "Oh, I have mobility. This will be fine." Runs past a nine-headed Hydra. You also have Tenkan, <laughs> and then survives the nine-headed Hydra to have his brain exploded against the wall by a cloud, cloud. giant. Yep. Yeah. With yeah. Morningstar, I like that that
1: room became your room
2: after we made it our f- fortress. Yes. And you slept under your blood stain. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's funny. I'm going to take a quick picture. Um, and then, if anything could beat it, they had to deal with Brennard in the next room, sleeping on his bed of spikes, because his DR would prevent the damage. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he um, did, he slept spikes. on the bed of spikes in a torture room. That was that was Brennard's bedroom.
0: We had a little bit of walk down memory lane there for Adventure Path. Yes. Mm-hmm. We apologize for. Thank you for for sticking with us. So let's talk role playing games. Let's talk. We've talked about how we think it's a great idea to focus on a non D twenty game. And that's certainly what we want to play and what our patrons want to play. And so we'll be playing 5th edition for our off game. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, 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 problem, the problem with Aaron is he says stuff like this, and he says it, like, in our Discord, and then people go, oh, my God, they're playing 5th edition. It's finally happening. Yeah. It's,
1: it's well, because, that way, you know because, what? One day when we do play 5th edition, we'll be like, what? Wow, we said we were going to play 5th edition. Because yeah. every, every
0: word that comes out of Aaron's mouth is 100%... Fifty percent of the time is one hundred percent of the time. Fifty percent of the time wrong. Um, so, uh, the ones that were voted it's all by, true, especially the lies. So, so, <laughs> so, recently we have become very enamored with the role-playing game Root. Now, Root is a powered by the apocalypse game that was derived from the root board game which is a woodland game of might and right an area control game where anthropomorphic animals battle for control of the woodland they thought this was a good idea to make an rpg out of
2: and they did uh, i could accept, everyone else I'll, thinks
1: that you're being sarcastic now
2: and i could accept a pop it in this <laughs> well, no there shouldn't be a poppet i mean in it this. shouldn't be but maybe that would, a lash it's a little less off for
0: <laughs> and uh, root rpg is divide uh, is Designed by Magpie Games, who recently uh, have been killing it with their uh, "Powered by the Apocalypse" takes, they 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 really you know set a standard with "Masks," which is a fantastic teenage young superhero game, uh, which really kind of digs into identity and what does it mean to be a superhero. Then they released "Root," kind of you know to pretty good acclaim, and then on the heels of that, they recently just broke Kickstarter records with their "Avatar: uh, The Last Airbender." Okay campaign and again all three of which are powered by the apocalypse now i've played a lot of power by the apocalypse i played a lot of dungeon world mostly and i gotta say that this this design from root is very 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 impressive use of the power by the apocalypse
1: engine well this is a much more modern updated version of it which is stealing i mean incorporating many of your favorite features from other games including blades in the dark especially blades in the dark so
0: that Getting back to what we originally had said, the the ideas that uh, some of the patrons had voted for, you know, this was never an official vote. It was more of like a see what they yeah. see what they like. Uh, Monster Hearts was very high up on the list. of Five R was too. Legend of the Five Rings, Fifth Edition was Call as of well. Cthulhu. I didn't realize Call of Cthulhu was that high. high. It was
1: high. It was in the top three. Gotcha.
0: Now. To be clear, I think uh, I can't really speak to Call of Cthulhu. I know that a lot of people play Call of Cthulhu one-shots because you're going to get killed. But a lot of people are like, "No, oh, Call of Cthulhu is for playing for two, five years. Certainly uh, games like Monster Hearts are designed for relatively short extents. Legend of the Five Rings, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, Legend of the Five Rings to me is a game that really needs room to breathe mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree with that. Um, and so I don't think that that is something that's going to fit. If we are looking to do something that is going to be more of a micro or mini campaign, something that is in the 6 to 10 session range, where we feel like we can, and I don't want to use the term, tell a story, but we, we can resolve something reasonably within those, that time frame. Um, I, I think that's the kind of game
1: that we should, we should aim for. I also think Alphavara is a pretty intense game i mean it it gets into some pretty deep material sure i mean you 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 made a check to see if your character was going to commit seppuku right because
0: they were ashamed at what they had could they live with what they had accomplished yeah Mm -hmm. or or, or failed to accomplish i should say Yeah. that that just may be like a tough thing for some people Uh, it is and also too you know i I think there's a tendency for us we and i you can agree with me on this i feel like we Mm -hmm. either go way too serious or we go way too
2: crazy, zany, silly, you know? And I'm yeah. not talking
0: about, like, oh, I, I'm dual-wielding clown shoes and yo-yos. No, I gotcha. Yeah. I'm just and saying, I, like...
2: I agree. Uh, but I, and I was thinking, like, you know, our Pathfinder 2 is already semi-serious, so I was like, clearly this one should be a silly one. Right, right. But, but is, I'm like, it doesn't have to be silly. It doesn't be, yeah. Yeah, What yeah. is silly Just more upbeat, I think. Like, right. Like, less doom and gloom. We're trying to stop an apocalypse and more <laughs> Again, I, monster I, hearts. I love quoting chasms, <laughs> right? Uh, sincere, not serious. Yes,
1: right. Yes, the problem. That is L5R is a sincere and serious game, right? Yep. I would
2: like sincere, <laughs> not serious. I'm <laughs>
1: hoping we'll get some levity at some point in our game. It's just obviously it's building up in our pathway. It's building up to a pretty obvious. No spoilers, but it's building up to some pretty obvious shenanigans about to go down. Oh yeah, you know. But once once the adventure proper kicks off, I'm hoping that you know there will be some. Some levity in there, otherwise it would just Good. be a grunge fest. Well, right, and I always point out that, like, you know, you need to pay, you need to pay, pay a special attention to the first,
0: you know, three five sessions of a game because you, you, you know, once people are invested and you set the tone and people are. LinkedIn, you know, then when you get the kind of start to get some of the wonky oddball stuff that mm-hmm. inevitably creeps into deep, you know, an RPG sure. campaign, it's it doesn't feel as as decent because it's like, no, we we've we've built a solid base. You right. know, like we can we can live off of that. Yeah. But the problem is Monster Hearts is a serious game. It, yeah, the material is seems kind of not serious, right? Teenage monsters in a high school, but the game, quick. but the game takes itself seriously. Yeah, and I would argue Root takes itself seriously too. I, I I would agree with that. You know, I don't think that necessarily has to be grim.
2: Yeah, yeah, not a right?
1: grim serious like. You know, I, I think there's some like, in both games, some natural levity built in in a way, yeah. like, you know, I mean, believe c- 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 it
0: honest with you. I think the game that's for shits and giggles is Pathfinder and D&D.
1: Oh, sure. That's how they're literally designed. That's how they're designed. With, yeah. with yeah. silly. We're not playing our
2: Pathfinder game that way, but it's how the game is. Yeah. Absolutely. Because realistically, yeah. it's like, no, this is combat simulator. Everything else is FBT. Well, no, not even that. <laughs>
0: like, no, not even that. Like Kaz, Kaz's character is a uh, a wrestler who turns into an ape. Right. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's ridiculous. That's, that all is ridiculous. Punches people. that's You're already right. kind of ridiculous. You know, he's, he, he gorilla fists people. That's his attack. You're yeah. a freaking bard. You know, bard's, bards are b- ridiculous Bards are ridiculous That's in, true. in general That's um, Now I mean Calling him a bard Is, a, is an insult to bards because That's accurate He has the bardic dedication Which does almost Exactly nothing
2: Yes it gave me Two cantrips okay. No, to be fair He's
1: better than a bard Because he's a fighter Sure With bards sure, sure, sure. <laughs> But like <laughs> uh, you know, but Pathf- fi- Pathfinder
2: and <laughs> D is going to bard. Pathfinder,
0: Pathfinder and D these are the games that have you know yeah. uh, uh, f- figurines of Wonder's power yeah. and bags of holding and portable I- holes I'm just saying. and ropes of climbing and Bigby slapping hands. Like D and D and Pathfinder, those are the systems for when you want to play something that's like
1: sincere, not serious. Yes, I hundred percent. But I am I am with her out there, Monster Hearts is. Even as it's presented funny, it obviously touches very uh, real and serious issues. It, it obviously addresses uh, uh, acceptance, growing up, figuring yep. out who you are. These are very deep things. But, it, you know, we also have, like, memes in there where, like, oh, okay, the, the human person who everyone's obsessed with, that's obviously Bella from Twilight. Sure. You you cannot not crack a smile at that, right? Sure. The idea that, hey, we're all going to high school, and Tim's a werewolf, and I'm a vampire. Like, this is ridiculous. Right, but I think there's a distinction, though, between
0: playing a game that ends up being kind of, like, funny versus playing a game for laughs. Well, it's almost funny in that we're taking it serious. Right, but that's—I still feel like that's almost, in a way— Disrespecting what the game is. I'm not trying trying to to be be
1: disrespectful. I know we would play the game. We would play it seriously. We we would explore these topics. I'm just saying. there's almost a built-in levity when you look at it or when you look at Root, right? And you got on the back
2: here, you got like a a badger, a wolf, right? The the genre itself is building in the levity almost. That's
1: kind of cute. It's kind of funny. Now, these guys are doing serious things. They're going to war.
2: They're going to die. Right. Until you see (laughs) you. Right.
1: You know, (laughs) know? like I'm just saying, but like, look
2: at this art. That's how I'm going to describe it when I buy one and show my kids. There's a chipmunk on here. I'm just going to be like, oh, see these cute little animals? They're all going to die soon. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to hack each other apart with their two-handed weapons. Yeah. Yeah, Like, look,
1: there's a chipm as a beaver. That's I mean, a beaver. I
0: mean, to be clear, I think that's part of Root's weird charm, is
1: that the That's the, a great way of saying it. These games have a weird charm. Weird and it, charm. And it reduces the the grim death dark, right? right? But to yeah. be clear. Like compares to playing like, I don't know, Mo- like like
0: Mo- Monster Heart literally has a state called darkest self where Yeah. Well, <laughs> where, like a werewolf goes full berserk oh, and wow. kills
1: everybody. Um but I'll give you an example. Buffy, the vampire slayer, explores similar concepts. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And I laugh my ass off watching. I mean, Buffy. there's
0: a there's a, there's an episode where they all it, it's they
1: all sing right, but yeah. a musical Buffy can be an extremely dark show. Sure, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, Buffy's one show in a million, though. Like to balance the sort of seriousness, I'm saying, Monster the- Hearts
1: clearly has inspiration from shows like Buffy. Yeah, Monster of the Week is more Buffy than Fair Monster Hearts. But I mean, the point is taken. They literally had a werewolf going to high school. Right, Buffy. Though, yeah. To be
0: clear, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there aren't analogs that you (laughs) could do. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, for example, superheroes is a great example of this. Every time we've ever played superheroes, we have played it for memes, right? For laughs, right? Mm We've never played it for real serious. That being said, we always respected the material, right? But the thing is, is like nowadays when people think of superhero movies, oh, right, it's completely different. It, it's a very yeah. you know, or, or superhero comics, right? It's a much more different. It's a, it's a grim, it's, it's a not dark, it's, anymore. right? It's it's uh, Suicide Squad, it's um, Justice League movies. It's you know, it's it's a it's a lot, it's a lot dark. Whereas our you know superhero games, we're always kind of zany and wonky and funny. You know, your character was a Batman clone but yes. off of Wolf, and he, he showed a up Shadow Wolf and he showed up in a hot air balloon that had a big wolf's head. Like, yeah, yeah it was...
2: Was... We, we all agreed that was pretty stupid. Though. No, but it was fantastic. <laughs> but it happened. But, but that's it but, hilarious. I mean,
0: but it was 100% part of the charm. Yeah. You know, uh, you know his, his mortal enemy was Laser Wolf.
2: Yes. You know, and, yep. you,
0: and you beat him in a game of basketball.
2: The very first session I used a BSPD which everyone was like, the hell's that? And I was like, it's a bullshit plot device. Yeah. Obviously. And then I got a hero point because that's how that game works and it was fun. Yep. <laughs> right. So
0: again, Again, I, I think there's definitely a, a tonal a tonal difference there. But I, I guess the question is like, you know, imagine this game. It's going to be me and, and Aaron
1: and Tim and Bob. I imagine, right? Because we want to do this in, in person. person. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kaz. Sorry, Kaz. When you when you fly in though, you can and you can join us. I mean, yeah. Three three
0: people has always been a good number for certain games. Um, and I guess the question is like we have our quest for the frozen flame game which is already you know it's pathfinder 2 it's going to get a little wonky and you know crazy sometimes but you know it's serious the the fate of the tribe is in is in um you know in, in jeopardy and the 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 survival of your people is in question so yeah i mean you know it's pretty serious and certainly the way you all have been role playing it and fluffy bullshitting it you've played it pretty straight you've played yeah. it pretty seriously you know Playing it straight, I think, is the, the best way I would sure. say it, right? You're not playing it for laughs. You're playing it to make an impact. A, a mm-hmm. Seduce the
2: Moose was pretty good. It was.
0: D- seduce the Moose was literally a legitimate tactic. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even... <laughs> you were trying to play for laughs. They were like, that's laughs. one
2: of three options. That's, yeah, it was. For people who can't think themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the three options your well, party can use. What does well, that say about us we well, came up one of those options? That's, well, that's, 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 that's true. true. And none
0: of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, again, I I think it's um, I think it's one of those situations where I guess my concern is I don't want to just I don't want to have just two campaigns that feel like they're the same thing right I do want it to feel different you know? and I'm, I
2: don't you know like you like said I don't want to disrespect the source material and turn right. monster hearts into jokey joke like, right I don't, I don't want
0: to turn root right I don't I want to don't turn know, anything we don't a, need, it doesn't I'm need to be jokey joke I, just, I yeah. guess I'm just I guess I'm badgering the witness you know I don't want to
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know full send on root that's, now, yeah, that's, that's like pretty game. amazing actually I support this <laughs> that is excellent um, you know, Beaver. That's, I just met her. Yeah, you know, like literally a pun. My God, right? <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: exactly. We <laughs> would now just be puns, uh, right? Yes. Um, oh, you bird brain. You know, I mean,
1: uh, <laughs> ah yes, I love all Aaron's
0: got a grin from from ear to ear over here. <laughs> it's just made this game even
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
0: Uh, I mean, the puns do kind of write themselves, right? They um, do. But uh, again, ultimately, I think what I want to show, though, and this is important. I do want to show how a game with different mechanics and again i think we we take this for granted that as a group uh i i, I recently talked to some people yeah who i would have thought would have been very well versed in a wide variety of games game systems and games design. never played hmm. never played fate never played dungeon one never heard about some of them didn't even know some of them right game like you know, you sit there and without realizing it, you've played probably more RPG systems than the vast, vast, vast majority of, of of role players that are playing out there today. Yeah, which is
2: pretty wild, especially considering how many I know you own that we haven't played. Mm-hmm. Correct. Is, just, just makes it all more today. I, just, I bought,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just bought another one today. But Actually, I, he bought two. One one is uh, advanced. That's true, that's true. That's true. That's um, I bought uh, advanced lovers and lesbians. Right. Um, nice. So, so, what's the base game? uh thirsty sword lesbians but this one is advanced advanced lesbians love, and lovers lesbians like why isn't it the same because advanced dnd was advanced D. well i think they you know
0: they wanted to make it d and
1: you know l l yeah but but the base game wasn't l l true but you know i think that that makes mm-hmm. you yeah, know just
2: an opportunity um, for rebranding Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah opportunity for
1: re-branding. lovers and lesbians yeah let's say lesbians aren't lovers uh, I think it implies that these are lesbians and they're lovers. Well, dragons are not also dungeons. Well, they can be they now. They can be now. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. So, <laughs> so way, off
0: the, <laughs> way off the rails here. Uh, <laughs> um, like, so, basically, like, I like the idea of, of showcasing that these different systems can result in different outcomes, and that you can really get to different, you know, Different styles of game, different ways of playing the game by using games which encourage and reward different me- mechanical patterns. Um, and, and I just want to make sure that whatever we choose, this is like, you know, the purpose of Night's Last Call is to educate and to entertain. Mm. So, you know, the entertain part, okay, maybe we take care of that. But the education part, yeah. of it, well, eh, eh, that's what the channel's about.
1: Well, I'm not saying we don't make the attempt. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm just, like we will have failed if we don't. The look on Derek's
0: face is so defeated right now. Yeah, this is the this is this, by the way, this is the danger when I get teamed up on by
1: two.
2: two I of didn't you. say anything yeah, you're there. Par, you're, Come on. You're part, you're part, you're part. yeah. But Come by on. the end of the con,
1: Derek is always just like, all right, guys, it's cool if I don't see you for a week. All right. That is actually checked. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll
1: I'll be looking
0: I'll be looking forward to going back to. It's good we don't have to I'll shoot be looking out forward to going back to my to my data data <laughs> science job for a week, but. Uh, Although I actually have to get back and do a live stream on Tuesday. But um, basically, I want to make sure that if we play the game, I'm trying to think of an example of where we played a game and didn't really do with the game you know the way that we were supposed to.
1: like a, a vampire vampire the masquerade we played it like the matrix we played it like the matrix we probably grossly disrespected the right. source we material. did
0: not care that we were vampires at all all we no. cared was
1: that we were like fast super feed we, we had guns.
0: super speed super guns super potency i was strong i could jump through a you know a brick wall i could move faster than a human could perceive and to also be I, to
2: be fair that does sound pretty awesome
0: right but it's not. But what, we're doing it in Vampire. It's yeah. not what Vampire the Masquerade is about. Yeah, vampire I don't want the Masquerade you doing that. Is about exploring the horrible right. awfulness slash amazing
1: gift like, of your undead. Ironically, um, we'd probably actually enjoy slash be good at the game now. Sure. Right. We, because now we're like, oh, it's a role playing game. Right. But when we picked it up, we're like guns, speed. Yeah. So that's where we stopped reading. Yeah,
0: that's where we stopped reading. Yeah. Uh, whereas what I would argue is like, for example, our most recent Legend of the Five Rings game, I think we did lean very heavily right. what that game was about, and you know the sessions were arguably kind of depressing. <laughs> yes, that, that's what that game is about. <laughs> or look at our Scum and
1: Villainy <laughs> game, yeah. where we played Scum and Villainy and we did it really well, and we quit because and, of anxiety, and then you two quit because you're yeah. both like,
2: it's too stressful. This is way too stressful. Even,
1: even Kaz, who's like chill, he's the chillest person I know. Kaz's
2: like, yeah, Derek, this is, um, yeah, this is a lot. Those, those stress tick markers hit me hard. Uh, <laughs> right. For some reason, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I don't well, want
0: to. You know why? It was, I got enough. It was a progression of the way that you, you're you like, wait, no, this, I'm, this progression is hitting too close to all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, my character is heading towards trauma, and uh, yeah, I, feel, I, I feel seen. I'm not ready to deal with that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, I feel attacked. I feel personally attacked.
0: Um, but, I, I mean, I think Scum and Villainy was certainly a good example of where we, I think we did a great job of embracing the rules. We highlighted and showcased the game. Oh, yeah. We played the game respectfully. We just, we just broke. <laughs> but but you guys also had some zany, wonky fun with it as well. Sure. Yeah. You know, like when you had that race beat anyways, but you activated your short range warp jump capability just so that you could look badass as you coasted across the finish line. Yeah,
2: I would argue, argue that that is essential. <laughs> I, I Did that make that race? Didn't that
1: change it from us winning the race to us being like legends for all time? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. That is accurate. Yeah. Yeah, why like
2: why would I only want to win when I could also be a legend for all time? Right? It was mechanically like beneficial. Sure. Yeah. Okay. In the oh, narrative. That was a fun session. That was a good session. Until yeah, I realized fun. how stressed my character was. I got really real the stressed. part <laughs>
1: where I sniped the other
2: ship in between
1: two stars. Here. Yes. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> through a suit. The failure with that thing is you guys
0: went into a race, which was way above your pay grade for lack of a better term, you had a major, major pro, uh, antagonist, villain—if you not villain, but uh, rival—to mm-hmm. you all in that race, who, we who pissed off, who considerably. you pissed off considerably, and now had was coming after you with illegal. They were like two ranks higher, than illegal, ones, yeah, illegal, yeah. illegal weapons against your unweaponed ship. Then, in the middle of this race, which you were already outclassed in, you decided to take a shortcut between two stars so that you could uh, get ahead of the pack. Would you say that was a desperate position? Then, 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 (laughs) in the middle of that, you were attacked by this rival and having no way to defend yourself. While in the middle, between two stars, you had to go out and do an evac out onto the surface of the ship and then put your gun into another spacesuit, a la Firefly, and shoot at them, which then blew up and exploded. Then you had to circle your way through the plasma stream for between the two stars. And then... As you were rounding the finish line, you decided to to make an exclamation point, not a period, and you did a short range warp jump on your experimental engine, which pushed your engineer almost over to the edge of brinkness, and then you won the race and did so in a legendary fashion. Now, and that was very stressful. Okay. And, then, <laughs> and then, and then, you were like, "Why is my character? Why are all our characters so stressed all the time?" Why? Listen, for those of you listening, at I home, experienced your, 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 trauma your, from that. Your, your, pal- your palms are probably sweaty. You're like, wow, that sounds like that would be the most stressful thing possibly imaginable. It was. It was and yeah. The game reflected that really well. And then the party was like, ah, De- Derek, we're stressed all the time. Stop racing through stars.
2: The, the funny part is that like Aaron had been bouncing back and forth with stress like every session. Oh, yeah. My character was pretty chill most of the time. It took one time. And I was like. Oh yeah, no, no 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 it. no no! Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you, you got
0: close. You got closest to, to trauma one time, what? and you were like, I, "I'm out." Yeah, well, like, I'm I'm not milk this run. This is too one much time. like real
2: life now. I should be able to do that and not experience life threatening trauma. <laughs> like like we went on a milk runner around time and I gained stress. I
1: remember one That's time true. we tried to land the ship, <laughs> <laughs> and like we succeeded. And Derek's like, "You succeed." The ship breaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're like, what the hell? You rolled
0: a four or five, <laughs> right? Not a six, right? <laughs> I mean, empowered by the apocalypse, it would be the same thing.
1: I, th- I think, I think we have different definitions of landing.
2: Yeah, it's like so. One out of six <laughs> times, any, any pilot simulator. who lands something, yes, in fucks no, their ship up. No, fifty percent no, of in, the time. One in six, you land the ship and it doesn't oh, yeah, explode. Only one time right. out of six, yes. you success. Correct. So I hope no one is flying this that, weekend.
0: In fact, I mean, I mean, I mean, but that that's true. Yes. Yeah, that's wild. That that, but that that's because that game system is not designed to, to simulate to it simulate all. that yeah, at all. That's fair. It is designed to create problems that yeah. you have to deal with, right yeah. yeah right exactly so arguably that should have been a check but um I think it had to be because it was the first action. oh that role. was CEO. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah 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 it had to be yeah so what's well, that called engagement engagement yeah but yeah I mean that's that's what you just described there is very true. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. Yeah, in real if, life. If you sure. try to take these game mechanics and apply them as a real thing, you're that's like, absurd. so you're like, so 50% of the time people just fail and blow their shit up?
2: Right, just like every 1D 100, right. 100 days cause there's a winning. tornado on your party, you know? Right. That's <laughs> true. That was the thing.
0: Um, and so you you can't, but you can't do that in those, games, those right. kind of games, right? right?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I'll even, I was even the one earlier who said, don't get most simulation <laughs>
1: part uh, for my character was when he was just mowing people down in his space marine armor. Because yeah, yeah, that because, was easy
0: because was re- easy. because reasonably what those adventures should be, look like is like all right, we fly to the planet. Um, we activate our cliff field. It works perfectly. You land without a problem. You infiltrate the facility. You're very trained. There is no problems. There's two guards. You kill them instantly. You get what you had and you leave. <laughs> Here is your reward, players. That sounds great. It sounds pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> At <laughs> well, least listen, one time. <laughs> we we were good enough to find our own trouble, right? Like no That's one was fair. sitting there on the space race going, Wow, oh, Derek's being but, kind of a dick. But what I just described, that <laughs> game, it's only two sons.
0: But the game designer would have told you, wow, what a what a failed session. You know, what a failed mission, what a
1: failed score. Because it didn't generate. Yeah, this is problem. the same game designer, all due respect. He was like, you know what would be fun if your character was crippled for the next six weeks in real life time. I think it did
2: that session did generate generate consequences. Okay, number, okay. We literally okay. stopped
1: playing. They did, but they also, I think, originally
0: intended, maybe not scum and villainy, because that's more of a crew on a ship, mm-hmm. but even then, there are three variants of scum and villainy, and you guys picked the one that's very much the Firefly, small mm-hmm. family f- crew. Yeah. I don't remember Firefly being that stressful unless they were dealing no, no, with no, no, Reavers. no, 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 Blades in the Dark, the idea was the party was the crew, and it, you were supposed to have a, a stable of characters. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were supposed mm. to take. Oh, he got messed up. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? He's gonna have to be
1: out for a few sessions. That doesn't work with us, a ship crew. Unless if you yeah. had the bigger and, ship and maybe. the scum.
0: That's what I'm saying. Scum and villainy. One of the ships is literally like a battleship, right. like a corvette, like a frigate. Right. Like it has hundreds of people
1: on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If you're oh, doing like a BSG game, right, BSG you can rotate game. lieutenants out. Exactly. Like, oh, oh by the way, uh, Band of Blades kind of fits that way too, right? It, it absolutely does. Right, that makes sense. So maybe it was just that one configuration was yeah. like uh, yeah, we should have yeah, changed configuration
0: and now, granted, I don't like the healing rules a ton in Forge of the Dark. I kind of ended up changing them anyways. To right. Make your them rule is great. To make them a little bit more um, engaged. But in Forged in the Dark, in Scum and Villainy, with the small crew, or if you're playing Blades in the Dark, and you're like, nope, we only play these three characters that we have, right. that can be problematic. Because yeah, yeah when you yeah. get really messed up, yeah. and of course, I also said the other issue is uh, you can use the harm, but just don't use permanent harm, use right. temporary harm. Mm-hmm. Right? So if your character gets if your character gets
1: knocked out, that's not the fault though. Right? Okay,
0: that could be level three. No, that's nothing. That's not in the game. That's right.
1: not even in game. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like you get you get permanent harm even level one. That's like a week. To make a check, right? Recovery. Well, I, I think. The,
0: yeah, I think the biggest problem with um, the harm system isn't that it's rough or that it's a problem. It's that in order to recover from harm, you have to spend your downtime action, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you don't get to do the cool part of the show. Right. You know, right. that's what. I, that's what. I, that's why I encourage people who play the game. I say, the best part of Blades in the Dark, the best part of Forge in the Dark game, is players getting to do their downtime actions. Is players getting to do long-term projects to acquire assets to work down their heat to gain information so that they can do another cool score all this cool stuff that happens in downtime if your players are spending it recovering
1: they don't get to do any of those right. cool things right and it was compounded in that game specifically snv because normally you could spend uh coin whatever yes. it is which you can you can do that you, i know you can do them both but 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 uh, you had an additional tax of keeping the ship up to date. The ship mm. upkeep rule in Scum and Villainy is a weird one,
0: and I know now we're talking about Scum and Villainy. I don't know how much I love that rule. I think that rule might be a little leap. I think the whole idea of that rule is specifically because I think I think they, they want the ship to fall apart. I think they want the ship to fall apart. They want you to get in debt. They right. want you to have that firefly esque feeling where. Right. Oh God, we're just one. We're well, always broke. Again, we're always even BSG. Broke.
1: Right, look at the ship at the end of the show. Right, right. Yeah, Galactica was falling apart. Right. Yeah. So
0: that that's what they're going for. And um, I and I think you all very much, especially Kaz, who was the engineer. You all had that like that D and D mentality of like we want to be at full HP, right, and yeah. full this and full that. And no, we're not going to like take a loan from a loan shark just to be able to fix our ship. Well, you if know?
1: you do a moderate heist, I think you break even. Right. Right. The, so the low job, you you actually win in debt. Right. Right. Hey, cool, we got money, cool, we lost it. Yeah, you gained some experience. You gained some experience. The moderate job, you could break even, so you just don't progress. Right. Remember, mm-hmm. you're trying to like fill up your wealth bar so you can buy a moon or whatever.
2: Yep. And not progressing is against my core beliefs. So <laughs> right, <you're> breaking even. <laughs> and then and then the highest one, you could make money, but that was also awesome, I mean, the most but ridiculous. Th- but think about it this way a moderate
1: job is basically like
0: I don't know. 90% of Americans out there. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Right.
1: And I think they they think that sucks. Well, it's very yeah, stressful. It's just true.
0: like the game and the emulation has
1: succeeded. It has. And that's why we stopped playing it. It checks out.
0: Don't
2: emulate my stress game. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need that. <laughs>
1: that
0: it, it was just like real life, like a job. I was oh, like, wait, what am I doing? What, what am on. I doing here? Let me quit. I really do think I mean, that's really basically exactly what happened.
2: It's like <laughs> um, Darkest Dungeon for me. I'm like, this game is fantastic. I can't play it, though. <laughs> the video game. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, I'm just like, ah, it's too much back and forth and stressing party members and those poor guys man I just, I'm out this from the guy who played Elden Ring <sighs> and and roguelikes those don't stress me out because it's expected you die and keep going you know? uh, it's expected that you die in Darkest Dungeon well uh, some of them, yeah. <laughs> I think it was just too much work to manage the death I think that's what it comes down well, to in games for I think me. they
1: fixed it later but the, Did they? the original release had a flaw because this was what hosed Derek and that if you die too late oh yeah. yeah you didn't have the ability to like level up new characters right yeah, they've change that now. I think they did. I oh, did not know. I could play that game. I just again. remember patch that, okay. that
2: specifically. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the big problem. I just me. never wanted to put myself in a game where I could end up in that situation where I was like, literally can't complete at to start yeah, over. You just can't play oh, the see, game anymore. I
0: do kind of like that, though. That, that to me, that's a real roguelike, Tim.
2: No, I am mean, you should like, like, play you know, hack. <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> you know, there, there's different games I would play that way, right. but not one that is oh, oh, designed like oh, a roguelike.
0: I beat this boss in Elden. I can't beat this boss in Elden Ring. I made too many wrong choices. Got to restart the game.
2: Yeah. I probably wouldn't do that. Right. No, you know what? Or it'd be you know, like, you know, well, I guess I have to play a second time. By the
0: time. way, I play no video games and everybody else loves Elden Ring. So clearly they are doing the right thing because they're they not building a game for me. They're building a game for everybody else. That they do. Right. So that was a good good call on their
2: part. Yeah. Uh, whoever they, makes They hit Elden their target. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone with accounts. I
1: mean, you can you can mess up a Total War game, put yourself in a no-win uh, scenario. I've done that
0: before many times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been in no-win scenarios before many times in Total War, both Total War Warhammer and Total War, yeah. especially the older games. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: uh, you know the, the duration of how long it takes to get to that point is important to me, because I don't mind. You don't mind the if quick that can restart? happen, yeah. Like you know, I used to sit down and play Super Mario Brothers three all the way through. You know. Sure. A couple hours, and sometimes I die on whatever the last world was, and run out of lives, and that's and it. run out of lives, and that's it. And I'm okay with that. I'm still okay with that because you're only invested because three it's or four a, hours. Yeah, exactly. But, but if, if you're at like Darkest Dungeon, where you've invested like two weeks of playing time to get to the point where right. all your characters are level so six, and then you Tim, lose your party.
0: So Tim, I'm curious, and we'll, we'll we'll end on this. Then, uh, as you say that,
1: we still haven't picked our game, by <laughs> Uh, we we sure. didn't even discuss it. We didn't even <laughs> discuss
2: it. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> We never even got there. Okay, fine, fine. We, we apologize. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, fine. you
1: hate us. Fine, fine. <laughs> fine. No,
2: listen, fine.
0: What game do you think we should play?
2: That's tough. I want to play like Monster Hearts or Avatar, even though Avatar is not out yet. but um, Officially. That, that makes yo, officially, it Officially, yes. But yeah, the, you have the PDS for that? They sent them out, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, I have them. Um, so are kind of my top two? I want to check them out. Uh, they are very different from anything I've played before, and True. that's why I want to try it. Uh, I do. I, I would love me some
1: Avatar, but we have. Been, I'm holding the root book. Yeah, uh, very important I am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to, to play yeah. this. Um, definitely, yeah. I, I think I want to do a power by apocalypse. Power game. by the apocalypse game. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. Listed two. A yes. power by the apocalypse. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say. Yeah, roots Avatar, right in there.
1: Root. You know, I know. Yeah. I know. Year low over it but like a dungeon world is still awesome yeah no yeah you know? i mean I, I when i say over it I, it's not that
0: i don't like it i, yeah. I brought it to this con you know if, if i was here by myself and there was an indie games on the man i'm happy yeah. it's
1: more like it's it's an old reliable it's something that I, i've not right. I've played before many times i will say what excites me about root specifically what i'd be curious about in avatar because it's probably the same people um is the more advanced and up-to-date engine. Avatar
0: is mm. more advanced mm-hmm. than Dungeon World, but it is not as advanced as Root. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. and, and what it, it does use tracks more, but it has like tracks about your balance. Oh, that's right? cool. Right. And so the idea of balancing like what your, it's almost kind of a Giri Ninjo thing mm-hmm. from Legend of the Five Rings. Um, as opposed to like your reputation track, but it's the same basic idea. You have things that can push you towards balance, things that can push you away from balance. Mm -hmm. Um, and so avatar, a lot of times is about, in my opinion, you know, again, George Sorenson asks the three questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is this game about? What tools does it give you to, to do that thing? How does it do that? And then three, how does it reward you for doing that? Avatar to me is a lot about how do you, and this is kind of a samurai esque concept, but Mm -hmm. how do you accomplish? the goals and challenges and tasks which have been asked of you while maintaining your your principles right your core which is obviously actually, a huge part of the show right huge part of the show i mean you could argue that the the defining moment of avatar is Aang won't k- take a life he won't take a right. life, and, yeah. and then he, he
2: almost loses himself completely correct to right. seal fire lord uh, and not fighting. to mention the world right 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 and
0: right. There, yeah. you know and so there's that moment in the final battle against Ozai where Ozai does not know that Aang knows the lightning redirection technique mm-hmm. and Fire Lord Ozai hits him with the lightning and Aang gets it and Ozai and he Aang, and Ozai has this look of like oh, oh that's shit, it i'm done dead yeah and Aang instead shoots it off into the clouds right. which actually almost, it's almost like it hurts you when you do that yeah yeah and then the moment you go wait was like so is Aang like the is Ang like the worst person in the world Right? Because his principles are more important than saving the world. Right. So is he like
1: an evil character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a powerful scene. That is, yeah. Right. Now, you know, now granted. There's a great, by the way, synopsis of scene by scene breakdown. I mean, I mean he, had a, he, a, he had him, him, dead, dead, he, he had him yeah. dead to rights. He had him dead yeah, to rights. He had dead to Yeah, he would have right? died. Yeah.
0: And then, 100%. And then ultimately, you know, he, in the you know, final moment, uh, you know, his avatar state reawakens. He's got Ozai beat again.
1: And yep. he's going to bring right. down the elemental spear on him. Well, the, and, the spirit of the avatar is ready to kill him. Because yeah. remember, all yeah. the all the other avatars, avatars say, "Kill him!
0: Kill him!" Yep. Yep. You, sometimes you must give up yourself. So that every avatar the told him to kill right. him. The whole idea of the avatar is you must make the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, avatar Ang's got him beat the rights. I won't kill you. And then, like you know, going to do. And then he breaks free. He's going to kill him again. And then he spirit bends him. And even then, and he almost he loses. Almost loses. Mm-hmm. And then what would have happened? You would right. have had a possessed evil avatar. What would that have done to the whole cycle of reincarnation? It would have been bad. So Ang put, Ra- put everything on the line right. to maintain his principles. Yep. Now he succeeded. So there's some people would say, that's so heroic. I say it's cowardly. <laughs> I don't it's, know that uh, I go that far, it's but it's a great it's, uh, story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great story. So so, anyways, my point is that game is trying to get you towards that. Right. And I think Root is trying to get that to the way, but in a less tonal,
1: you know, in tonally important way. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say these are all very close to each other, meaning
2: that that whatever
1: we picked, I'd probably be good with. I'm picking
2: would, the theme on the same system. Kind of. Yeah, almost. Uh, kinda, yeah. I, I'd probably put
1: Root on the highest at the moment. I've been very engaged with that. I'm also very excited about the expansion here
0: yes travelers and outsiders yeah, i've right. seen
1: it mentioned in our discord a lot so this is also a pretty crunchy game like like we mm-hmm. we often refer to um uh thanks uh, storm Phoenix, for this uh line we often refer to power by the apocalypse as chewy chewy but uh-huh. root gets to like crunch you know there's, yeah. there's some chewy crunch in that yeah and this I, is a messed up candy bar but yeah um, i mean you know
0: it's, it's still apocalypse. I mean, I mean marbles and glass are, ch- are, are, are are crunchy, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, you can get too far. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We, there are definitely times when I play Pathfinder 2, and I go... That's too much. This is just too much. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's bad designed. Right. It's no, just it's at, at a certain point, you go, you know, it's you know, it's, it's like getting a a, a tool or a, a stereo system or something, and it has just too many dials.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too
0: many, oh, do you want to adjust... Do you, what, what setting do you? Sometimes at one point, you're like, I don't fucking care. I just want to listen to music,
2: right? And have it. Yeah. It, 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 I it, just want it to be on. Yeah, with volume. On <laughs> with volume. You know. And and so like,
0: you get to a certain point where you get frustrated. Now there are certain people like super audiophiles who may be listening to this who go, I want to have control over every frequency range and every frequency response so I can set it up perfectly. That's fine. That's great. But for me personally, there are plenty of times where I go, this RPG is too crunchy. This RPG is yep. is is like chewing on glass, mm-hmm. and it, it its mechanics are actually getting in the way of what it is that I'm trying
1: to 100% do. Hundred percent, agree. I'm, I'm going to offend half of our Discord with this statement, but like, like I don't I don't use OBS because it's just too much. So I use hmm. Twitch Studio. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's easy, and this one's going to piss off Derek. I don't. I don't use Adobe because I just I just
2: use iMovie because it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Derek Derek just died. (laughs) He basically just did a brain freeze face. Uh, I I, I can
1: see the last one is uh, I need to up my game. But but
0: no, but okay. but to use that real quickly, um, if you are using Adobe Premiere Pro and you're paying for it and you are basically bringing in clips and you are cutting out some, you know, uh, flubbed lines or yeah, uh, you, you ripped ass. Or what something, are you doing? You know, and you then you- ripped it. <laughs> Was that a Was that common editing problem yeah, you had? Y- no, but you, <laughs> you, you you cut out the you know long pauses and then you st- staple together and then you export it. What do you? You don't need to be using no, it. No, you don't. Now, if you are going in there like I am, and if you are applying color correction, if you are applying warp stabilizer, if you are applying you know uh, actual video effects to the, the right. thing, great then you're using the right software. But otherwise, yeah, you're using a glorified iMovie and why wouldn't you just use iMovie? So I don't think that's a a problem. If all you are literally doing is editing, then that's fine. Um,
1: I did make that one animation one time. I d- I did that PowerPoint. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that my I think that
0: my chain yes, wreck go. excellent. I think that my tendency is probably to lean towards a power by the apocalypse game as well.
1: Oh, sorry, I was gonna fish that thought. I distracted myself and tangented. I was <laughs> gonna say, yeah, agree with that. Roots, are at the top, and like very, 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 like right next to it, close to it, are all the other ones. Avatar, yeah. Dungeon World, Monster Hunter. Yes, that's yeah. Fair. yeah, yeah. So I mean, if we played any of those, i be like, all right, sounds good. Same, yeah. Uh, same. Yeah,
0: I, I think it'll be really interesting. And again, a lot of those things there. I think there's enough crunch and enough moves and enough advancement that I think people will stay interested. And I think the fast, quick pace of play will be really good for people who are
1: watching at home, um, and uh, and for you know for us in, in person as well. Uh, also, Derek actually knows how to game master apocalypse which is really nice oh he doesn't run it like d20 so correct it Uh, it would actually be fun right a lot of people struggle when they run
0: dungeon world but i have run a lot of dungeon world games mostly like indie games on demand and stuff Mm -hmm. like that over the years so um thank you thank you uh kira mcgron for uh for showing me the ropes uh i'm sure she doesn't listen but um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it's it's a fun system and it's a good and the other thing about it is it 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 allows me the freedom to do what i like to do which is uh, you know as a g- game master you all know that i love to oh that's a great idea we should we should run with that right mm-hmm. but like that's i feel that's how like, this game works but yeah, this, absolutely. that's literally how this game works but i don't get to, i don't get to just do that it's when you guys succeed at something or fail at something so there's there's still a mechanical element to it mm-hmm. that that i think helps control it so
2: right that's sweet yeah yeah
1: all right. Okay. So we in what an hour, two hours accomplished. Yeah. The, we
2: circled to the first task question. We <laughs> are going question. to play a game, and it will be powered by the apocalypse, probably. Probably <laughs> Or fifth edition. Or well. <laughs> <laughs> no, so
1: no so, fifth edition. Um, uh, Do we tell you this? I want to tell our fans if, in case I repeat myself. Yeah, you so might act, might act surprised. It. Act surprised. Done. Okay. So, uh, Derek showed me a clip the what? other day. What? do not that surprised. Sorry. He <laughs> showed me a clip the other day from level three, X- a content producer for 5e. XP to level XP three. XP to level three. All oh. right. Um, he has a hilarious clip uh, about when your game master finds out about
2: Critical Role, which I love. Okay. Yeah. This should be interesting. Uh, anyways. <clears throat> it's going to be very different from when my game master found out about a critical role. I suspect. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. A uh, l- lot less drinking and, and depressed, rave, raging.
1: Excellent. Um, more. Uh, he, he does this effect where he like he's in a tavern with a barkeep, and uh, uh, the players are just trying to like play the game, mm-hmm. you know. And but this guy's role playing everything, right? Oh, I you know, oh, here for some work? What? What did he say? I you here for some rock? Right? <laughs> and, you know, yep, yep. And he's like, then the barkeep opens up the jug and begins pouring your drink. <laughs> oh, my God. It's that great.
2: Sounds, We're talking about yeah, it's perfect. perfect. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't recommend you do sure. that in your game. No, But, clearly. but the, yeah. the skit is, is, is hilarious. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I definitely... See the connection. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're getting
1: there. Anyways, so he showed me this clip the other day. and uh, He
2: was uh, making fun of high-level D&D.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, which we we only had that one 5e campaign to get to high level. It was um, yes. heavily
0: house-ruled. Heavily yes. house-ruled.
1: Heavily. Right. So, you know, he's showing this, and, and, you know, the monk is doing insane things. where like, he's using a magic item to turn on his boots. He's got racial power. He's got bonus action. He's moving, like, 400, 800 what? Feet around, and you know the, the whole setup is, is like uh, there's a, what are those cat people? The shaka right? So the magic cat demon person, okay, right, he's like immune to magic, and basically, yeah, I don't even know if this is true anymore, but like you kill him for bless arrow. Mm. spoilers yeah, I I yeah. You know some of those, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you bless an arrow and shoot him, they I die remember instantly. That. At least they used to. Um, And he's got like one of the player's sisters and he's gonna sacrifice him, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, the monk's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I activate all my uh, stuff. And I run over there and I pick her up and then I run back. And uh, she's, she's good, right? The <laughs> yeah. GM's like, Wait, what? Like, Why how? He's like, right.
0: he's like, you're 350 feet away. He's like, yeah, dude, my speed is like totally 800 right now. So yeah. we're good.
2: I can move 800 feet. Yeah. My speed was like 35 right. at level, whatever. Well, see,
1: you're getting to it, right? So, so I'll, I'll be brief on this next part here. Cause you guys can just go watch the skit if you care. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the champion, uh, sorry, the paladin, is using like three smites at once like they stack which i didn't what? know i, I never played a paladin so i don't know how
2: that works oh, okay. okay yeah i'd have to look at that
1: uh, the barbarian is also I a multi the barbu barbu wizard barbu wizard yeah okay he's like shape-shifting and casting spells they didn't have concentrate so he did that while he was raging did bob write this <laughs> No. Here's <laughs> so the here's the part. thing. It's all legitimate. I looked at these were all,
0: this wasn't, he wasn't, like, this wasn't fake. No. These are real things. Yeah. They re- these are real, quote unquote,
1: builds. This is real. Come on. Right? Man. And 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 so we're watching it, and then they're and that- showing this to me, and I'm like, I, I know, actually, all that seems kind of sweet. I would enjoy 5e <laughs> if yeah. that's
2: the version of it I played. Well, we're trying to figure out what we did wrong. Did I miss an entire rule subset that, somewhere? You literally, like, that's what, literally what Aaron said. He goes, yeah. he
0: goes, did we miss something entirely? Yeah. Because here's the thing. You're telling me that those characters are just playing with the characters in the game. They're doing like hundreds of damage. And they only have three attunement slots. Right. And they have none of our house rules. They have none of our house rules. Th- they our house no. rules and they are literally pumping out 100 plus 200 plus damage i think the one guy did
2: 175 something like that oh, is this like the average 5e player or is this like i mean no this is a, this back th- in the day of this like what were those power like? <laughs> no, I mean, gming th- high
1: level D&D is like yeah. so you i'm assuming know, so this that's is just common. Like the standard yeah, yeah i mean wow. I, i'm sure that
0: this is the idea is that these are to a certain level yeah. a, a degree of munchkiny power gamer you know who have looked stuff up online or, yeah. or at least are it's look- all legit yeah, at least yeah. yeah. but wow. that, that's not like that's not like oh playing high level D and D is ridiculous because everybody's just making stuff up. No, like those are
2: legitimate. Those are all legitimate builds. All right. Well, so I thought it was really maybe interesting. I need to revisit some of that. See, see <laughs> well, that's what some I'm like, you know? know, like damn, we should go play fifth edition
1: because clearly we missed something. Yeah, the first like,
2: time. I got to look up some of these builds and see what I missed. Yeah, well, I mean, again, that's
0: I mean, we we talk about this all the time. That's how other people on YouTube make a million dollars as they make fifth edition
2: build videos. We should go watch yeah. those videos. Oh, you yeah. take
0: three levels of warlock, then two levels of paladin, then five levels of shadow monk, then. Yeah
2: two levels oh no wonder i didn't yeah <laughs> it's hella crunch right that's uh that's our demon you know world crunch. Funny, you know what's
1: funny about that we're sitting here going that's so much crunch and we're playing pathfinder 2 but the funny thing is is pathfinder 2 if i was like <clears throat> yeah you could totally break your character and do a billion damage you'd be like yeah, <laughs> no you can't you can't do that at all well right
0: and the people yeah. who play pathfinder 2 and the people who play 5e who say you should play pathfinder 2 who are upset with 5e because they say well, you don't like that right mm-hmm. they want the character to be like oh okay cool the monster has 150 hit points and there, there's no way that a
1: single PC could ever do more than like 30 or 40 damage. Well, what I think is funny, you know, and this is, there's no data behind this whatsoever. This is just me observing Reddit. Mm-hmm. So it's completely worthless. I find that the people who are converting from 5e to PF2 are game masters. Interesting. Well, because PF2 is great to game master for. And if you're getting burned, I mean, That is the majority of our community, too. Is, is mostly game yeah. masters. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. And if you hmm. look, you know, game masters are here because the balance CR system and 5e just does not work. They rewrote it twice. It does not work. Um, there is no consistency, right? And you come the Pathfinder 2, and look, everything works. The math is tight, it's crunchy. And you know what? I'm not saying you know. I think most GMS are, are, are you know they know what they're doing. They're they're gonna you know be there for their players. You're not gonna be rocks fall you die because haha, it's I'm bored. Right. But the monsters are fun as the game master, you know. You're you're you got big hits, you know. Your your the math favors you, not the players, That's and true. you have cool little powers, right? So you're having a good time getting in there mixing up. And if they die, who cares, you know? Um, yeah. And I think on the flip side, you know, there's this push to convert players over to PF2, but you're not seeing nearly as many. You, you get the players who have played five E for like 10 years. Well, now, but I, I think, I think, I think, the,
0: I think it's a different, I think it's a different appeal to the player. I think the appeal yeah. to the player is you get to make. So in fifth edition, your 10th level, did you give up your two ability score improvements? You cool. You have two feats. Guess what? In Pathfinder two, you start the game with seven, right? Yeah. By the time you get to fifth level, you've made, I don't know, 14 Right. mechanical choices for your character. Different little widgets. And by the way, are you playing a fighter? Are you an Eldritch Knight at level three? You're the same, literally, as every other... In fact, we were talking about this the other day. How many barbarians did we play in third edition d and I mean, as a group. All third edition barbarians identical. are exactly identical. to yeah. all. There are no even... There's no spirit barbarian, animal barbarian. You didn't even have the rage
1: powers that Pathfinder 1 introduced. You didn't even True. have the rage
0: powers. Every barbarian, you got to feed at one a feat at four, which are usually where power attack and cleave sure. So up through fifth level. Every barbarian that we ever played was essentially the exactly same barbarian, a level nine barbarian in third edition, exactly the same as every other level nine barbarian. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that, that like sameness that's been a part of the DNA for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So all those mechanical crunch, which can seem overwhelming at times at Pathfinder two That is, I think, an appeal for for, for
1: Derek, do you feel your cleric is super interesting because of all the choices you've gotten to make? It's interesting.
0: I level up very quickly in your game. Right. So I feel like I get to make these choices all the time and the fact that they are very underwhelming doesn't really bother me because yes, you you do get to make a lot of choices. So would it be worse if you were leveling slower? I think so. Mm. But I also would think that in Pathfinder 2, because you, unfortunately, because you do get to make so many decisions, each one, almost by definition, doesn't have as much mechanical weight.
2: It feels like the old Wild talent tree, like pre-cataclysm. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, the Bandersnatch movie on Netflix. I've seen it. Uh, It's the choose your own adventure on Netflix if you don't know what it is. But the way, like, I felt it had too many choices. that didn't really change the ending because I mean obviously it's film you know but the whole thing was like oh how can you explore all the endings or whatever and I did, and I made several choices that just lead you to the exact same ending with no change whatsoever, and you're like, so why was that a choice in this movie? Right. It changed one line of dialogue. PF2 could feel like that sometimes.
0: Right. At the same time, though, there are things in PF2 that do fun, I mean, like, your fighter, Tim, has that double slice ability. Yep. That is a huge
1: game changer. Sudden so, wait, charge is amazing. Sudden
0: charge changes the way you play the game. Double slice, I mean, presumably, you're going to be looking to set that up for most of the game. Yeah. And so if you have to move twice... That's a big ask from your character. It's a lot. yeah. And when you do get to attack twice and use or to have two actions free to be able to do that. Well, that's a huge win for you because you're, you know, that there was one round where you got to make an attack of opportunity and you use double slice. Yeah. So that's three attacks with no multiple attack penalty from a fighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Savagery. So some feats. So just, it's just some classes. just. Suck. <laughs> I, I mean, may, I, mean yes. may, I mean,
0: sorry, Clark. Well, no, I mean, I, I will say this with full certainty. Caster feats are designed to be bad, yeah, because they are getting spells, yeah. And so when they when they get when they level up on the odd to their new spell level, so it's like at level four or six, you know, the fighter or whatever the barbarian, they get a cool new feat that really is going to be awesome for them. Yeah, the the cleric or the wizard or the
2: sorcerer, they got
0: their cool fireball at level five. Yeah. So when they get to level six, yeah. it's like. All right, well, we can't give you something cool too.
2: You're playing a rouge. Yeah, you, you can have a reach spell if you want, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was yeah my wizard. Yeah. So you're playing a rouge in yep. the game. Yep. Um, how how have the feats been for you? I've respect so many times because uh, <laughs> like honestly, because a lot of it's very mediocre. Okay. Um, so I, I try like to find some the diamond in the rougher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I find like, I mean, you know, it's got the problem where, you know, there's like four feet every level that matter for rackets that I don't have. Well, that that Okay, yeah, so there there,
0: there is a big thing. I've noticed that big time mm. my Feet
2: trees are not gone. Feet trees yep. are very
0: much Fe- not gone. Feet trees so are there, and it might, feels limiting. You might look at a class and say, wow, cool, I've got seven choices to make at level eight, but... Three or four of those choices required prerequisite feats, or are were never options for you because, like you said, Tim, I only got to pick one racket as a rogue, right? Or yeah. I only got to pick one um, uh, doctrine as a cleric, so they're not an option
1: for me. I know there's right. a level of sorcerer where you literally have no choice; it's one feat that you're eligible for based on how it works. Now, granted, granted, granted. In Pathfinder Two, you
0: can choose lower level feats. True. And yeah. I, and I and I think that that's not a, a that's not like a consolation prize. I do think that that's part of their, yeah. you know, concept. That it might, is. Oh, yeah. I really do want these two level two feats. Sure. So I'm going to take one at level two and I'm going to take one at level four. Yeah. So I do think... And archetypes that, are a thing. You know, so... You it, even it, if have free archetype. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and right, and yes, and if you're not using free archetype even, you could be like, well, these classes suck. I'm going to take a dedication
1: feat. So having played with free archetype, do you guys think it would be more tight, better, I don't know, respectful to not have free archetype? And then... When you have your crappy feet choices for your character classes, like swap it out for an archetype
0: instead? My problem with archetype is, as even free archetype is, some are really good and some are just boring and bad. But yeah, you know, like Beastmaster. I mean, I mean and Bob, some. Bob's free archetype, compare that to Tim's.
2: What is your friend? Bar dedication.
0: dedication. Oh, in this campaign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Bob has Beastmaster, and Bob has a whole bear and a whole system, and he gets to support him, and it's it's, got hit points. You you got a cantrip. He gets gets two Two cantrips. Two cantrips. Yeah. Shield and guidance. Yeah. It's it's bad. Is what I took. It's bad.
1: So yeah. So yeah, and
2: that's it. I also chose the Warrior Muse, but that's it. All I have is the tag that I am have the Warrior Muse. Yeah, it doesn't do. Anything. I don't get it any of the cool powers that come with it. it. Yeah,
0: it, it, it. That is a problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think they should at least give you the powers of the Muse. I don't understand why they don't. The honeymoon for me on because free would, is kind of over. I agree because I, then agree someone you. who's not the Bard has a yeah. bardic ability exactly they but don't, there's no other bards in
0: our party well but that <laughs> but there could be in pathfinder society and that's what they don't want to
2: yeah. upset or just the upset
0: that generic balance it's, a, it's that classic well you can't do that thing because there's a feat in some book that i read one time it's like yeah. okay well no one's ever even read that book and no one's certainly going to have that feat and no one ever will have that feat i know but the fact that that feat exists implies that we should respect its existence mm-hmm. right and that is a problem so here's, here's a question yeah
1: we are fans of danger patrol Oh, sure. sure. Yes. Okay. And Danger Patrol. Um, it's been a long time since I played it, so correct me if I'm wrong. But you basically have um, two kind of slots on your character. I want to call it race and class.
0: No, yeah, yeah. So one is an adjective. So there's two parts of your character mm-hmm. sheet. You, you randomly pick one out of one. Pile A. Yeah. One out of pile B. Pile A is an adjective. Adventurous. Intrepid. Right. You know, nomadic. And the second one is a noun. Pilot. Scientist. Warrior, right. So you might be an atomic warrior, and you might be a two fisted pilot, right? Right. So you're you're combining those two, and this
1: builds your character because you basically have powers from both. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. Uh, it's also kind of a little bit like a small world if you've ever played the board game.
2: Yeah, it's exactly yes. like small
0: world yeah. where you combine the two components to be like yep.
2: oh uh, we are the giant fairies. yeah we are the flying wizards the flying best combination wiz- by the way so in og <laughs> <laughs> true uh so flying elves is good too
1: we yeah. liked free archetype not because of the power boost but mostly because um coming to pathfinder 2 we were looking for that character diversity right uh, going back to what we didn't like about 5e and classic d same barbarian over and over and over again right right so we like Free Archetype because it took an already fairly diverse game. It made it even more diverse, right? Yep. Like, like I'm a fighter that is now a bard. Oh, that's cool. But after playing it for a while, we didn't quite get there. Yeah. And, like, we know Tim's a bard because he wrote his character sheet, but it doesn't feel like that way in play. It yeah. does
0: not. It really doesn't. So, it really doesn't. And you're talking about you're talking about a 10-level game here. So right, right. this is one-tenth of the game, and you're not going to get anything at two, nope. and you're not going to get anything at three. Nope. Right. So It'll be level four before I show so any that, signs that, of Bard. That, that's 30% of the game yeah. that he has this bard dedication where it's represented by him having
1: the guidance and shield cantrips, right. which, number one, aren't even that great. But right. number two, that, nothing what, specific what about bard. that
0: What about that says
1: bard? Right. Right. So the only reason we refer to you as bard is because you said you were a bard. <laughs> right. Correct. Right? So... And you picked up that sick, And I have a decent per- charisma Sick performance skill You do you Yes get performance.
0: You get this good performance right. yeah. Which performance we, do good. I mean, we do We I
1: think do. We do came go. up It came up both sessions How would we feel about I'm not saying for this campaign I'm just saying in general How would we feel about Something like dual class Now you're just I mean now Yes It feels munchkiny. Obviously it feels munchkinny and powerful, But yeah. But I mean he would literally Be a fighter bard
0: But at a certain point
1: What are you doing? Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking the question.
0: Well, no, because part of the point, I mean, uh, not to be, I I know this is sort of me being ab absurdium, but it's like, why not triple close?
1: Yeah. Rhino I mean, here's is a variant in the book. It, 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 yes. It's not a house rule. It is. Dead, I'm just asking. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, you with that, you're so pedantic with that. It's like, it's not a house rule. It's in the book. It's like, who cares? It, that, it, that was them just randomly throwing some garbage in there. What? Because if you work for Paizo, you can throw anything you want in the book. Yeah. of how works, that makes actually. it official.
1: That's exactly how that works. So if
0: Paizo came out
1: with some completely absurd rule, you'd they be did. like, well, they, they've come up with horrible rules. They were called ultimate campaign. Well, that was the old. I mean, that was, that's Pathfinder one. Oh, but like. Paizo. But yeah, I mean that you're talking about Gestalt. I know. Yeah. I know. Now, now here's the thing. The In terms with, of balance, the problem
0: with dual class you is you still got action economy. The problem with dual class is, amongst other things, the same problem you have with three archetype, number one, is the fighter, right? Because the fighter barbarian. Right. everyone would
1: be fire bar or yeah, fire fighter
0: X. You know, you're, just gonna, you're gonna be fighter X. Right. Right. Why wouldn't you be? Why
1: wouldn't you be? Right. What's a better pairing? Gain all
2: proficiencies at better than everyone else, and then also be another class. And also be another class. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Even
1: a caster. I
0: would be a cloistered cleric fighter. (laughs) You know, in terms, I'll tell you this, in terms of progression, in terms of doing it right. Nothing did it better than the Trailblazer Magic Bonus System.
2: Great, mm-hmm. that, was, that was great. Where, Amazing.
0: Or, or you mentioned this in a previous uh, uh, previous uh, conversation we had, Aaron, offline. Sorry, people. Um, the Arcana Unearthed, aka Arcana uh, Evolved, yes. and in Arcana Unearthed and Arcana Evolved, there were many classes that had spells, and they got not. They weren't limited in their spells, like the way a free archetype or dedication spellcaster right. class would in Pathfinder Two. Where you would get down oh, those spells? Nope you yeah. would you would get spells at the same level that other people got spells. So the wizard just got fifth level magic. You just got fifth level magic. But what that game did is it divided spells into simple, complex, and like unique. Mm-hmm. And so the the spellcasters they got the the complex spells. The the simple spells still had power, but they weren't. They didn't have the kind of Whiz bang, big right. in your face effect that mm-hmm. you would get from a bigger spell. And so that meant that you could still have the power level and the effect without stepping on the toes because the real spellcasters did have that unique right. access right. to something. And and that's what multi and should have been. And that like. It feels like, but I mean, that's obviously very different from Vancey. Obviously, they did it for Vancey and casting. But, sure. But yeah. it, it's a D20 game. It, it is a D20 game. But like, yes, I, I think that that is something that you need. That's
1: something that you need to do. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, Monty Cook has moved on from D20. its so. true. Yes. Cypher system. We will not should. see his likeness again. <laughs> we will not see his likeness
0: All right. Well, we seem to have arrived at the decision that we are going to play Powered by the Apocalypse. And it honestly sounds like it might be Root. High, or, high likelihood. Or Monster Hearts. Yeah. Avatar is an outsider that I wasn't thinking about until this podcast. Sure. So that is something I'm going to have to go back and kind of look at.
2: Yeah, I need um, to look at my PDF still as well. But The other thing to
0: consider is, which is cool, is the beautiful thing about this is these, we are talking about running you know, six, eight, ten session games. All right, so we're going to come back to whatever we don't play so, this time. Exactly. Right, exactly. So if we like Power by the Apocalypse, we want to keep exploring that. We can always go to a different game and kind of explore the contrast and the differences. Yep. Or you run, you know, a, a root game for, you know, a couple of months and then you play a fate game or a music Masterminds for a few months and then you go back to. A uh, yeah. an avatar game or something, yeah. Like yeah. It, you know. So I think that that's pretty cool. I mean, it would be cool to actually run the avatar game when it actually fully releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when's that.
2: supposed I have no based. idea, no clue, no clue. Kind Kickstarter time,
0: yeah. Kickstarter time, uh, yeah. Uh, exactly. But exactly. they're still
2: sending out updates, so they're at least bothering to tell us yes. it's not ready and, yet.
0: And 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 the <laughs> PDF, <laughs> P- uh, and the, uh, the, uh, the PDF,
2: <laughs> so two years maybe. Well, the knows? PDFs
0: have been the PDFs have been. No, Magpie is very good about this. Yeah, the PDFs are pretty much complete. Yeah, they're complete games. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, so. All right. Well, this is going to wrap up our first podcast from Origins uh, coming out of Columbus in 2022. Uh, so uh, we're going to probably try to get a couple more podcasts in, maybe one or one a day. Uh, we're going to try to get another one in with our, our patrons. So if you're a fan of this podcast, if you're a fan of the late night show, uh, stay tuned because we're probably going to have a couple episodes that are going to drop pretty quickly because we're going to try to get these all out so that everybody can kind of experience this in somewhat real time. So try to get this out basically as soon as I get back. So if you're listening to this, hopefully it it's a. Uh, uh, June hopefully it's June 2022 yeah uh, but we're gonna have a couple other episodes dropping just shortly after this so so stay tuned for more from the night to last call and we'll uh we'll uh we'll, we look forward to uh from, to hearing from you uh, uh in the future peace peace, peace out
2: later.